What's going on, Drinking Boys? Brand new podcast coming right at you. But first and foremost, there's some things we got to talk about. The first one being the vasectomy is booked June 9th. I'm getting snipped 30 minutes after Xander Corvus. The brosectomy is happening. If you want to help fund this, help me stop breeding. Take my genetics out of the gene pool. Go to anwd.net slash snipped. There's a GoFundMe there that is going to help pay for the procedure. I'm sure you're as excited about it as I am. I'm never having kids, everyone. I'm so stoked. I'm going to be doing some vlogs about it too, which you know should be up sooner than later. But And then we're going to try to get the doctor to let us film the whole thing. Please contribute because that'll help pay for all the expenses that are going into the shenanigans besides the procedure. Once again, at awd.net slash snipped for the GoFundMe. We are also brought to you by the Patreon at patreon.com slash manslayer. The Patreon is home of exclusive content, the entire video catalog uncensored. In addition to that, you get ad-free audio. You don't, don't care for these ad reads? You won't have to deal with them. You can get the video versions a week early and uncensored in case there has to be some censorship for the old YouTubes. Or you could just support the show for as little as $3 a month. That's less than the cost of a beer a month at patreon.com slash Slayer. We are also brought to you by my Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash Slayer. If you're listening to this live on Thursday, it's community game night. Come pop in at 7 p.m. PST. You know, we're playing some games in the community. We're doing Goose Goose Duck. So come check that out. But let's get on to the important stuff. The guest, the episode... My guest this week is comedian Gino Riccardi. Gino and I talk a lot about his bartending experience, good, bad liquor, all sorts of odd topics. We just go all over the place in this one. You'll have to hear it to believe it. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy Drinking Buddies. has a day drinking segment and it's the worst day drinking segment i've ever seen in my life he just, how do you have a bad day drinking segment he just uh he just jumps the shark like first like he's not gonna like have a drink and enjoy company like i, well, I think it was uh nikki Min- no not nikki minaj i think it was rihanna is this she is she the one that has the song like, work 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 think so i think that's rihanna anyway she's just looked scared <laughs> she just she's like okay i'm with a white dude that doesn't know how to drink that was and i'm like she, and that's right. That's correct. That's true. You know, like you never want to be around white dudes who don't know how to drink. You don't want to be around anyone that doesn't know how to drink, especially someone who's like got a different cultural background than you. Cause you're like, I don't know how to handle this. I know how to handle someone who grew up where I grew up, who doesn't know how to drink, but I'm in a, this is a different world. How do you handle people that didn't know how to drink where you grew up? I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck with them. You know? I mean, that's generally a good rule of thumb with anybody. Yeah. Because you're in a segment now, and you just can't walk away. You're like, all right, how long is this? An hour? Two hours? Yeah, and if you blow up and you're like, get me out of here, that's on the internet. Yeah, yeah. If It's just like, oh, threw a tantrum. It's just like, no, nah, I just wasn't wasn't my scene. Yeah, I wasn't comfortable anymore. Yeah, yeah. Dude was drunk, and it was dumb. He's purposefully making the worst drinks you can imagine. You're like, I don't know, maybe build up to that or something, you know? Like, 
loosen up, have the fun of drinking. That's that's day drinking, you know? Yeah, don't just start with Malort. Speaking of which, Malort, what is that? You've never had Malort? I don't know what that is. It is very prevalent in Chicago. Yeah. It is a Swedish liqueur that tastes fucking horrible. Swedish. Yeah. That makes sense. It supposedly has notes of uh, grapefruit. It's really more notes of gasoline. Okay, gasoline. It's horrible. It's I mean, fun. when you think of things like Ludafisk, is that... Is that a Swedish? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Malort. It's a fucked up. You know what nobody in the US ever said? Let's go to that awesome Swedish restaurant. Yeah, that's accurate. I don't I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever heard of a Swedish restaurant. All I know about a Swedish culture is herring. So there was a Swedish style bakery in Chicago that was actually pretty good. Yeah. But that was all like you went there for the fucking cinnamon buns. Okay. Cinnamon buns. I could see that. Yeah. Hot sweet stuff. Yeah. That shit was good. That oh, shit yeah. was amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a conscious effort to not talk shit on things. Oh no, feel free. I just think it's I just think it's a bad habit to have overall. I want to try a little bit of yours. Have that. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a glass? No. I mean the one I'm drinking out of? Yeah, I can't see the liquid. It's there. Don't worry. Oh yeah. It <laughs> tastes like that smells like bourbon. I'd hope so. I'd fucking hope so. <laughs> Do you know anything about the process? Why I feel the way I feel about bourbon? I don't know why you feel the way you feel about bourbon, but I know a little bit about the distilling process. Yeah. Why why to me does it taste like hot knives? Something in your palate? I don't know. I guess so. I got a bitch-ass palate. <laughs> it is good, but it does have the after feeling of hot knives. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a sweetness to it. It's malty, you know? And then hot knives right after. It's pretty fucking smooth for 94 proof, though. For 94 proof, it's bomb. At $26 a bottle, 94 proof, you can't go wrong with it. It's like salsa for my larynx. <laughs> uh, that's some good stuff. I'm glad I brought water. It's okay. We would have provided you with some if you needed it. I'm not here to mock people for their drinking habits. I regularly buy people White Claw to do the show. Really? Yeah. That's very sweet. People talk a lot of shit on White Claw. I don't understand. Gets the job done. Do you hate White Claw? No. 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 I, I don't see why you would have an opinion on White Claw. The only thing I have opinions on are fucking bottom shelf fucking liquor. Yeah. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. And why would you do that to yourself? I guess if I see someone drinking shit liquor, but you know what? I'm a comic and most of the people I know drink shit liquor and they judge me for giving a shit what I put in my mouth, in my body. Well, and shit liquor has this place if you're fucking making cocktails. Like, if you were making a cocktail that has a lot of fucking ingredients, a lot of overpowering ingredients, yeah, your quality of liquor doesn't matter as much. It doesn't matter anymore. Or as much, at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you may feel it in the fucking morning if you drank rail all night, but... Yeah, you got three things covering it up. Who gives a shit? Right. I you're, mean, making, that's... you're making an apple teeny. There's so much sugar in there. Who gives a shit? Exactly. I mean, that's why classic cocktails are made the way they are. To cover up shit prohibition era fucking liquor. Exactly. That's what I noticed. I'm like, okay, you beat the fuck out of your body, but you do it in the classiest way. You got cigars. You got good bourbon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, are you a foodie? I mean, I didn't get fat by not eating. <laughs> I mean, do you like do you like good food? or you just, Oh, yeah. I like good food. I mean, potato chip man. I, I eat shit too, but like, I like good food. I, yeah. Hell, when I travel internationally, like that's how I judge how much I like a place is what kind of meals I can get while I'm there. Hell yeah. As much as so many people were like, Amsterdam's amazing. The food sucked in Amsterdam. Yeah. Wouldn't necessarily go back. It's Is it like uh, San Francisco in a foreign language or something like that? No, that's not supposed to have a good food. A lot of the shit was just bland. Yeah. San Francisco, actually, I had a good food experience, and I stayed in the Tenderloin, and I didn't even know what the Tenderloin was. So <laughs> now I know. Do hey. you know what the Tenderloin is? Oh, yeah. No, I, I stayed. One of the trips up to SF, I stayed at a Super 8 in the Tenderloin. Yeah. And the room was so fucking small that, like, the was door it $200 hit. $200 a night? Yeah, it was like $200 a night. Yeah. And the door hit the fucking bed when I stepped in. But there was some gastro pub down the block that was fucking amazing. Yeah, there was. we stayed in a, like, even the hostels were like $125 a night. 
And so we stayed at this, it looked like a rustic hotel, but I think it's where the hookers were going. And it was like me and a college group. And uh, yes, one one of our group just kept on getting assaulted by homeless people. She just had that bitch look on her face that people just kept on fucking with her, you know? And she was kind of a bitch. I mean, in the homeless people's defense or whatever, but like... <laughs> Like, everyone went to, they didn't know, like, they didn't have patience, they didn't know how to look for food, and they just went to some place with a long line, and I, by myself, went to, I'm like, that place says Brasserie on it, I'm gonna go there. And for the price, everything here is gonna be expensive, I'm gonna try that, and for for under 20 bucks, I ha- I felt like I fucking ate like a king, some shit I never had before, I found out with, uh, what, Meringuez sausages, Ooh. it's fucking lamb sausage, it's amazing, with the fucking cumin tomato sauce, I didn't even know that you could do that, I didn't know that was legal. But I just, and I, I went back and I just, I get this euphoria after I eat. I'm a secret fat ass, you know, but that's why I work out so I can afford to eat all the shit that I do. I mean, you don't have to work out. You can just get fat. You can just get fat. When you're five, seven or under and you get fat, you become an Oompa Loompa. I think that's, I'm pretty sure Oompa Loompa was an epithet regarding Italian looking short people who were fat. And that's how the author of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came up with that. <laughs> Oompa Loompa. I don't know. I actually, it sounds a little bit like Goomba, doesn't it? Oompa Loompa. A little bit, but I, I actually, if we're going with the real, I I believe in the original book, they're fucking pygmies. They're pygmies? Yeah. I guess they were trying to, yeah. I guess that makes sense. When they were fucking, also, you gotta look when the book was fucking written. Yeah, yeah. No, pygmies makes perfect sense. I forgot up until right this moment that they existed. <laughs> are they still around? Are the pygmies still around? Yeah. Yeah, actually, they are. There's a retired MMA fighter whose whole thing is getting water for the pygmies uh, he does something called fight for the forgotten and it's all about like raising money to build wells for the pygmies they're australian right no that's no, uh sub-saharan africa sub-saharan africa yep. are you bringing it up right now i am yeah that, that's production value right there i'm i'm sadly my own jamie hey man we work with what we got exactly so we were talking about inaccurate bits in comedy i'm a comedian i don't know <laughs> oh also i have a book to plug awesome Red, redfish bluefish fish you fish I brought it with me so I can hold it up to the camera at some point, but maybe toward the end or something. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta get the, gotta get the plug gotta in. Gotta get it, man. Gotta get the plug in. I mean, that's the point we're doing promotion, right? That might as well, dude. Right now, I'm just trying to make my name Googleable. That's my... <laughs> before, before everything I do and say in life just gets me fired from life, you know? I'm just hoping I, that has been a topic of conversation quite a bit on the show recently. It's just like, yeah. well, I hope in 10 years my shit is, you know, blown up enough where people bother to go, go back and be like... What did this ignorant motherfucker say 10 years ago? Well, yeah, they probably, I mean, you think in your head that like uh, it takes a small team of people to do it, but they probably just program a bot to do it, right? Probably. Just go through all your content and like look for buzzwords and like, okay, we found all of the times Joe Rogan said the N-word. That still is really time consuming, even with a bot. Even with a bot. But I mean, you can just turn on the bot and it'll do that or whatever. But you still have to have the resources. I mean, it takes money, right? I guess. I mean, the way you could do it probably relatively easily is take every episode throw it into some sort of transcription get all the transcripts and then like search for specific words you're looking for yeah but that's still like 1800 episodes that you had to go through it's so much and each episode is four fucking hours the dude talks forever but that's the thing if you're going through transcripts and just looking for keywords that it's not like you're actually sitting there watching the four hour episode yeah you can just uh i mean i guess so man so you'd have like because I've recently realized that, like, oh, hey, I transcribe my own episodes now. It's something that we've recently been doing. And it's like, oh, I just run it through Premiere's transcription service. It's not 100% accurate. Yeah. But 
And once it's all in text, it's just like, oh, I can press control F on fucking word and be like, what word am I looking for? And it'll find all the instances of it. Yeah, yeah. Once it's transcribed, once it's written. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I don't know. I, I, I assume, it's still a lot of fucking work. Don't I assume most of the things I've done and said can, out of context, get me canceled. And so I just kind of like, <laughs> I guess I'm just sort of a little ready for it, you know? Like, make sure to invest your money before people take it all, all of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of canceled, I got to see Louis last week. Oh, nice. He masturbated on you? He did. I said thank you. It's like a guar show now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he murdered for like 20 minutes. It was insane. And I didn't want to give him, I didn't want to like bother him or anything. Because it was at the Hollywood Improv. And uh, so I just kind of like did one of these. Just give him one of the, what I said something about like the master or something like that. And he's, and he's just like not making eye contact. He's like, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I can see, I can understand how that's awkward. You know, just everyone off stage knows you and you don't know anybody and you're just trying to get to your fucking Get to your fucking car and just get the fuck out of there. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. But Louis is a great example of like, if you're really talented, America doesn't actually give a fuck about canceling you in the long term. Yeah. That's why I, th- I was pretty sure that Chris D'Elia wouldn't come back because I just don't think he's funny enough to come back. But he's back. He's back at the Hollywood Improv, at least. He's doing a regular, like, nightly whatever showcase. Him and Louis are touring together now? No, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think. The, the, no, they're not the same flavor. I doubt that they would get along, too. Though, just the canceled tour. The canceled tour? I don't know. If they could include Aziz Ansari, maybe they could meet in the middle, you know? See, Aziz had a bad date. Like A bad date. It was a bad date. That was yeah, a bad yeah. date. At no point, she was just like, yeah, he went down on me. Like She didn't say it, was un- it wasn't consensual. She just said it was bad. She actually went down on him first. Yeah. And then she decided she didn't want to continue to go down on him. And uh, that puts you in a weird headspace if that's ever happened to you. I've done that to women, and it's gotten really violent. <laughs> you really? will finish what you started. And I'm just like, uh... <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, I was just kind of wanted to visit, and uh, I kind of got things to do, honestly. But uh, just trying to make you feel good for a second, I didn't think there was something to finish here. It got real ugly real fast. She tell you to get the fuck out? Oh, they fucking... It, it's just an emotional... like <laughs> Not get the fuck out. It's more like... Uh, <laughs> this is what I... Do. Okay. So, I never get along with straight women. That's, that's, that's like a thing. And I think that pretty much anyone who, like, the status quo has really worked for them, like, I really don't get along with those people, generally speaking, you know? They're just like, yeah, just like the way things are supposed to be really worked for me. Those, they kind of, we don't understand each other. We don't speak the same language. And so I think that's why I get along mainly with bisexual women is they just kind of like, they, we kind of speak a similar language, you know? Uh, straight women, they, I, I find that many of them can't even stand the sound of my voice, really. Just like me talking. So uh, it seems to me that to score with straight women, you got to be 30% rapey-ish, you know? You got to make a move where it doesn't seem like maybe even you should. And the, but, like with, but with bisexual women, they give, you a green, they give you like a green flag. They're like, hey, come on in. It's fine. And so that's why I, I just don't get along with straight women. Like I don't, I can't, it's just too fucking weird. And by the time the opportunity's passed, I'm like, I think I could have got with her, but she was just kind of standing there, like waiting for something to happen. And that's kind of a weird way to invite action, you know? But once women find out that I'm not in any way rapey, they kind of like to do this funny thing where they get you hard and then walk away. So once I'm involved with a woman, I'll kind of do that back to them. And I'll just kind of go, <laughs> I'll go down on her and then I'll get up and walk away. <laughs> and I'll be like, and I'll say, that's how it feels. And they'll be like, what, what? I'm like, 
that thing that you did to me, that's how it feels. The, you just felt good and now you don't feel anything. That's how it feels. And she's like, okay, okay, well, I mean, you don't have to commit to this, right? I'm like, no, I, I actually planned this so that I have shit to do. So I couldn't stay if I wanted to. So I have to leave right now. How many times have you done this? I thought I only did it once, but then uh, I talked to an ex and uh, it was like the first thing she brought up. And But she kind of, she sort of like in a way thanks me. She's like, I didn't know how it felt. Like, now I know how it feels. Like, before you showed me. But she brought it up like, I stay friends with all my exes. That's weird. She brought it up like the next three times we talked. She's just like, and you told me that's how it feels. That's weird to stay friends with all your exes. You think that's weird? Fuck yeah, it's weird. I think it's weird not to. I mean, I'm friends with some of my exes. I mean, it all depends. But to say I'm friends with all my exes, that's a little weird. Sometimes, you know, shit went sideways for a reason. Sometimes they're horrible fucking people and they don't need to be in my life anymore. Yeah. You've never fucked a horrible motherfucker who's like... What was I thinking? I don't need this person in my life. They're horrible. I think I've been such a good boyfriend that even if I didn't like them anymore, they still called me back. Yeah, you don't have to answer the phone. It's nice to fuck a familiar person, you know? It's nice to be friends with someone who you can have sex with. Yeah, but I I don't know. I try not to have sex with horrible people. I fail all the fucking time, but I try not to have sex with horrible people. I think uh, I've I've only dated like uh, like horrible people. Not even no, not horrible people. Just people like I'd really rather not be around because they're toxic in their own way and they just can't like shrug off their own baggage, you know. And the last time I did that, I think I was like eighteen. But like shit went sideways, maybe because okay, like um, I right now I'm in an open relationship, right? And I've always been that guy. Like my very first relationship, like she was just like she was just fucking everybody, and I happen to be in that category, you know, of all people. And but like I couldn't blame her because I'm just like she's just me. If I was a woman, like I wish I could fuck everything that moves, but I'm a guy, and I just don't know how to accomplish that, you know. And like all the misunderstandings, like I say, like uh, there's a lot of misunderstandings that happen because of the way that men are expected to go about sex. And I just watch it happen to guys. And I, I kind of understand how it happens, how women, even when they want, even when they're about to say yes, they say no first. Women are taught to say no first, even if they're going to say yes. Well, unfortunately, there's societal norms about your values based on how pure or virtuous you are when it comes to sex. Yeah. Which is completely untrue. Yeah, it's it's completely untrue. And that's what, like, like me and like my girlfriend, she's like... She tries to come across to me as ratchet because she knows I like trashy women. And I'm just like, no, you're just such a sweet and wonderful person. You just want to fuck all people all the time. And I understand that. And that has nothing to do with your moral you know, compass or anything like that. You're just a fairly horny person, you know? Yeah. And there's zero wrong with that. Yeah. As long as everyone who's involved knows what's up and nobody's getting hurt over it. Nothing wrong with that. So when it all came out that this girl had been cheating on me and she told me, she confessed to me because like she was just really had a fucked up upbringing, you know, her mom gave her crack when she was a kid, you know, like really just as fucked up as you can imagine a person's upbringing, except she was just stunningly beautiful physically, you know, and she's also just a super fun person to hang out with. So we were friends, we were friends and she told me all that shit and I'm just like, I know and I'm glad you could tell me. And she's like, how did you know? I'm like, I'm not fucking stupid, but I have to play dumb because it's like the jigs up. Once once everyone knows I know, it's like the jigs up. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. We were we were still friends and I like really loved her. And even though I knew that like we could never have a relationship that lasted, I had so much fun just like hanging around her, being around her. And it was really great pussy too, by the way. And she knows that. That's the problem. She knows. Yeah, that's the problem. She knows. And she married a rich dude by the time she was 19. So you were dating her at 18 or something? Oh, we just like... 
No, we just uh, I <laughs> I dated her when we were like kids, like children, and then I dated her, uh, yeah, like when like we were like eighteen ish or so, and then two months after we like really broke it off. Uh, she married a rich dude, like just a dude with like a lot of money. You fuck her again while she's married? I'm not gonna talk about that. That's a yes. <laughs> That's a fucking yes. That's either a no or again. I just happen to be in the category of all people that exist. You have a pulse and a penis. Got it. Yeah, yeah. But you're okay with her cheating on you. See, like, I'm okay with non-monogamy, but you got to be upfront about that shit. Like, you got to be honest. Right. And that's why it wouldn't work, because she can never be honest. Because this is the way she was cultured. This is the way she was brought up. That even though I would tell her it's completely all right, she would still try to lie. And she's still, if she, when, when she saw me with other women, she would go just insane with fucking jealousy. And I'm just like, well, this thing, first of all, you fuck a lot more guys than I fuck women because you can, first of all. And uh, I mean, it just goes both ways, you know? Yeah, that's how an open relationship works. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, it, it was just us fucking around. You know, it wasn't really, we didn't even really necessarily characterize it as a relationship, except all relationships are relationships, you know? Yeah, but putting a label on things fucking matters. I'm not going to get upset or even call it cheating. If the person I'm fucking on the regular is fucking somebody else. Yeah. That's what we were. We were people who were fucking each other on the regular. And so, you know. Then she's not even cheating on you. She's just fucking other people. Yeah. And she would just get, uh, no, no, this is as things progress, you know, as the relationship is, you're like, okay, I'm breaking up with you. I still love you. We're broken up. And then like, actually the relationship right after that, I like legitimately tried to do an open relationship. And uh, it's just, it's really like an exercise in like, breaking your programming right because we both just like would get jealous and shit but i wouldn't get as jealous of her because she mainly liked to fuck women she's basically a gay woman who was dating me you know <laughs> and then she yeah and then she kind of found out that i fucked somebody and uh it just it just went it was a downward spiral from there she just kind of couldn't forgive me that sucks especially if you two agree to an open relationship yeah but we were like good friends and we like loved each other and i think uh yeah she, we we just kind of like fell out of touch because uh because because of that love but we still held each other in high regard and also i think maybe she, i think maybe she couldn't trust herself not to cheat on her boyfriend as long as she knew me something like that which also makes perfect sense you know and i'm just really i'm really just lucky to I, and I, after that really like i just i'm not one of those people that ever tried to pretend i was going to marry just whoever i was like casually fucking or whatever you know and i think that's how a lot of people fall in relationships oh 100% then a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm fucking you. I have no other options. I guess we're in love. I guess I'm supposed to marry you next. Yeah. I have fucked a lot of people in my life that I would not go into business with. Therefore, I shouldn't marry them. That's a great way to think about it because me and my fiance are pretty much like business partners. And that's basically, that's been the substance of all of our worst arguments. It's been like business decisions where like I've already like failed at a bunch of businesses. You know, like I, I just grew up entrepreneurial and I was a drug dealer. I learned a lot you know, being a drug dealer when I was a kid. It's strange, but you really learn a lot about making your suppliers compete for you, about dealing with people, about always being, most business is friendly business, and so you have to, like, be welcoming, but also keep people at arm's distance at the same time. You know, there's a lot that you learn out of that. Well, and who you can trust and who you can't trust, because you trust the wrong person. I'm sure you get in trouble with the fucking law. Yeah, but also the concept of uh, people who are going into business often get into arguments about things that are 10 steps down the road, and you just need to do the next step down the road. And those are the kind of arguments we would get into. And I'm like, well, how about we just uh, do the next thing first, you know? And it took a little while for her to get on board, but now she kind of understands that I do understand that, you know? And so she, she kind of trusts me more and more with, like, the creative aspect of the business. Even though she's kind of, she's, she's an artist, 
So like the book that I wrote, she did all the art for that. And she trusted me with all of the directions. So she brought me all the storyboards. And then I'm like, yeah, that needs to be different. And that needs to be different. And then she's, and then she's just like, okay. And the only thing she got pissed at is why are you making me do more work? Because I want the product done right. Because like, I want it perfect. It needs to be perfect, right? Yeah. Or at least my conception is if it's going to fail, it's got to fail at the full fruition, at the full evolution right. of what it's supposed As to be. As you fully envisioned it. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to fail because of something you did. If it's something in the marketplace or it doesn't hit with people, that's beyond your control. Yeah. But if it's something like, oh, hey, I know that's fucking wrong. Yeah. That's on you. Yeah. So I totally get that. I totally yeah. get that. If I, if I fail and I didn't do it 100% of the way that I believe that it was supposed to be done, yeah, it's my fault. And I've already failed for that before in the past. And I just like kind of, you make every step along the way, every little failure, you have to make an agreement. Okay, I'm not going to let, if I understand that that was part of the failure, I'm not going to allow that part of it to happen again. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with making mistakes. Not learning from those mistakes, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, exactly. And as I continue to, you know, fuck unstable women. <laughs> <laughs> They're so much fun. They are. They are so much fucking fun. And that's why like my fiance is great for that because I can still be, just highly attracted to trashy, horrible women and not worry about that turning into something. Yeah, see, I, I still have that worry occasionally. It's like, oh, yeah, that turned in, fuck, that turned into something. That wasn't supposed to turn into something. Uh, this, I used to drive strippers around, and this, this one chick was so hot that she cooked crack and I smoked it with her. She was just so trashy hot, you know what I mean? Just like the trashiest, hottest. And all I could think of was like, I have to lose her number. Because <laughs> if I only smoke crack when I'm with her, I just want to call her every day right now. <laughs> is this the crack of the pussy talking is the question. <laughs> Fuck. Both are highly addictive. Both are highly addictive. Empire is lost over strange pussy. Definitely. 100%. This is why, like, even when I didn't have shit and I almost got married, I tried to get a prenup done just in case. Yeah? Yeah. You were about to get married? Did you ever get married? Nope. No? Nope. It was a, it was a whole uh, very drunken 48 hours in Vegas. Wow. You met a girl in Vegas and wanted to marry her? Uh, I'd known her before that, but we had never hooked up or anything before that. It was a absolute shit show at AVN 14. AVN 14. Okay, that makes sense. Were you on ecstasy by chance? I was not. I was just drunk. You were just drunk? Yeah. Wow, you get really drunk. Occasionally. It's <laughs> kind of on brand. Kind of on brand. Pretty on brand. Getting married in... That's, that's the most stereotypical thing you can do in Vegas is get drunk and get married accidentally. To be fair, she proposed to me. Yeah? She went... I mean, we're pissed drunk. We're both pissed drunk and she's like this is my first trip to vegas i should have a quickie wedding and i went fuck it i'm in <laughs> <laughs> this is my first trip to vegas and i should have a quickie wedding and you'll be the husband yeah, okay pretty much yeah yeah and then we pursue like i've told the story on air sorry to the audience it's hard it's been a while since i've told it though okay and then we proceeded to lose all our friends as we were just making out and going at it in the casino after her yeah. proposal to me. That's fun, though. Yeah, it, was a, it was a lot of fun. And at least you didn't get married, and I assume you got laid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had some very drunken sex, and yeah. I woke up the next morning with her wearing a Pokemon onesie with no crotch. Oh, that's so amazing. I don't know why that's hot, but it is. It really was. It, yeah. What's ridiculous is she's just like, yeah, I wanted to go again, but you were you know, kind of lazy. I'm like, girl, one, I was drunk. Two, I had fucked someone else a couple hours earlier. I'm really sorry. <laughs> AVN, dude. I would probably be lost. I think I look, I mean, I must look uptight because I am uptight, right? But I feel like. Yeah, I mean, you're on the show. You can't be that uptight. Okay, yeah. Again, you did zero research before you came here, so. I did zero. <laughs> you're like, I'm at this studio party. He has a podcast. I'm a comic. I got shit to promote. Let's do it. I was telling someone last night, I'm like, oh, because uh, someone asked me if the, some Orange County, I live in Orange County, and some Orange County people are asking me to sh just show them around 
the scene here and i'm like well i could have tomorrow but i forgot i actually agreed to do a podcast They're like what's the podcast i'm like i don't know i don't care i just need to make my name googleable so i can hurry up and get successful and get canceled and then come back <laughs> i just need to complete the cycle don't worry you'll get an imdb credit for the show will i yes holy shit i get an imdb credit fuck yeah i think i have one already but like tracking it down is a bitch I'm up. I'm trying to get into commercial acting right now. Oh, this is gonna just hurt your career. This is gonna hurt my career so much. Everything I've said so far. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how did you go from drug dealing to driving around strippers, or are you doing both at the same time? Well, apparently, it's a very natural evolution. <laughs> I mean, I've done the driving the strippers around. I have never didn't, been in the drug dealing. I, I just knew I was gonna be poor. Like coming out of high school, I just knew I was gonna be poor, and I was. It's weird being. I don't know. Have you been poor? I grew up lower middle class. Like. What's fucked up is... I grew up upper middle class, but I was going to be poor. I didn't know if I was going to be poor or not. I had some delusions of grandeur going on for sure. Yeah. But it's kind of fucked up. Like, I grew up lower middle class, but my mom's side of the family all has money. They're yeah. just super sexist, and all the money went to the, you know, her, to her the, brothers. To her brothers. Yeah. yeah. To the men. To the men who aren't you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then when my grandparents passed, they're like, oh, we're leaving all our money to our kids. They can figure out what you guys get, which... Means I got nothing. That's weird to come from money and not have money. But you grow up with sensibilities that equal money. So that also makes sense too. I don't know. My my parents were like uh is they called first generation when they I don't know, they were immigrants. My parents were immigrants. But they made it up to upper middle class. They're really smart people, I guess. I always thought my dad was kind of a moron, but he was successful. I feel like you kind of have to be a moron to be successful because you have to just imagine that every idea you come up with is the best idea in the world and have no doubt in your mind about it. I have 100% said, sometimes I wish I was a pretty dumb person. Yeah. Because it's like, no doubts, like people just hand you shit. Yeah. You just, you just have 100% confidence, but it's also a mystery when shit, when shit goes wrong. You're like, I don't get it. I did. Yeah, thing. but then you just push it out of your head real quick and you'll fucking dwell on it. Fuck it. I'm assuming it I fucking dwell on mistakes all the time. Like, what the fuck went wrong there? Fuck. But uh, I, just saw, I just saw it coming. I was going to be poor. I was working my first job at a gas station. And uh, the thing is, I, I had uh, dealt as like a kid uh, just because I hated asking my dad for money. My dad was a dick and he used to really hold money over our heads, you know? And if you misbehaved, that, and misbehaving just uh, was tantamount to disrespect, you know? And it was hard to respect him because I kind of really thought of him as a moron. And I'm just like, it was, it's kind of like if you ever had a really bad manager at a job, except it's in your life and you're like, he's got, like controlling your decisions and shit. And you're like, I'll just make my own fucking money. You know, I, I just go to school and make money. And that's, it's a really simple, easy thing. Uh, but I made, I made a cognizant decision to give it up at 18 years old. Cause I'm like, now I can go to jail. So it's, but I'm, I'm working at a gas station. I've, I'm like trying to like take shortcuts. I work as a telemarketer. I, I work like three, four jobs, like my first year in the working world, and they were all shit, you know. And then a friend of mine, st like he followed the formula that I gave him. I was giving him like at 18 years old, I was giving him some old man advice. I'm like, all you have to do is find a rich man and stay on those coattails and just make a few smart. And he did that. He found himself a rich dude, and he did all the things. I and then he got rich following my formula. And he's like, dude, you told me how to do this. You should be doing this. The difference was he was of Scottish descent. He's just, and he was really smart about like, he was, he would wear a business suit everywhere he went. He just looked like he was on his way to college. If he got pulled over, he always, you know, he drove a nice car. So he never looked like someone you'd, my, my first car was a Toyota Corolla. I don't even know what year it was. It looked like it had been rolled over in a ditch. Like I was begging to be pulled over, but that's not how I got busted. I got busted from being stupid. How'd you get busted? <clears throat> I was a customer service drug dealer. You know, I used to invite people over. They could hang out. It was pretty much like a hash bar in my house. 
and uh, attracted a lot of attention. One day they pounded on my door, but there was really no weed in the place. That's what I dealt. I dealt weed, like mainly, you know, just pounds and pounds. And there was like a quarter ounce of weed, maybe, or something like that they found. And it was really embarrassing. They had sunk all this money in the investigation, wiretaps, phone taps. And they found a fucking quarter ounce of weed in a messy house, you know? And so they just kind of like wouldn't leave it alone because they sunk so much money in the investigation. And there, there's a number of other things that went wrong too. My lawyer lied to me. I just everything that could go wrong went wrong. And I was just like a disorganized person. So I was also my own worst enemy. I would show up late to court. Ugh. And I did like four months for a quarter ounce of weed. It's the most absurd thing anyone's ever heard of. LA County or? Orange County. Oh, I mean, I guess that's a, a favor not having to end up in LA County jail. That's what I understand. I understand LA is a little more rootin' tootin'. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have wanted to be there, but uh, think of how that's that was my first experience as an adult. Think of how much a person learns about. Have you ever been to jail? No, thankfully, believe it or not, I've somehow avoided arrest, jail my whole fucking life. You will learn everything that anybody ever needs to know about racism and how the world really works if you pay attention and just spend a short amount of time in jail. Well, I'm I'm hoping to continue to avoid the trend. Yeah, of going to jail. Yeah, and believe hopefully, me, hopefully you're out of the woods by now. I'd hope so. Yeah. I, you know, coming up as a kid, I just stole shit. Yeah. And thankfully just never got caught. Yeah. Or the couple times I got caught, I was so young that it was just like, we're going to call your parents. Yeah. That's what, like, I was a kid and I was just like, what, are they going to send me to juvenile hall? Who gives a, you still get to see women in juvenile hall. Who gives a shit, you know? A couple of my friends that I stole shit with had to do a little bit of, like, juvie time and shit like that because they got caught and fucking one of my friends, Best Buy opened... We were, I grew up in, like, at this point, I was living in, like, the first suburb north of Chicago. Yeah. And Best Buy, the very first Best Buy opened up where we were at. And at this point, we had been robbing, like, Blockbuster Music Blind. Uh-huh. With like, a bunch of other retailers, shit like that. Just, you know, we're dumb kids. And it's, you want some shit? We ain't got the money for it. Yeah. So we'd fucking lift it. Yeah. Like, some of the people I was with were fucking ingenious. Like, one of my buddies had, like, a, a pocket made of, like, aluminum foil so it wouldn't set off the, the tags you just slide, slide it in there yeah and the magnets wouldn't go off you just walk the fuck out with it that's a lot of work oh it was like a, thinking of all that for a bunch of dumb kids i don't know how we came up with it but this is like you couldn't look the shit up on the internet we just and the thing was that is such a ballsy trial and error situation because you're like i'm gonna try this shit and if it doesn't work i'm setting off a fucking alarm here all the women i dated as a kid went to jail for some reason or another those are what kinds of women I surrounded myself with. And it was kind of on purpose because I was just, I dated one nice girl and she was like really Catholic, you know, she was an Asian Catholic girl and she was just like her, she would make fun of her older sister. She's like, she's such a slut. She fucks her boyfriend all the time. I'm like, it's her boyfriend. I'm like, yeah, that monogamous sex is a slippery slope, right? Just, and she never cheat on him, just a really loyal, horny girlfriend, you know? And I'm just, I don't understand where this is coming from. And she put my hand on her titty. And I had this conflicting information in my mind of like, you believe sex is gross. I have my hand on a perfectly good titty. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with this information. So did you date all these women that like went to jail and all that shit because that's what you felt you deserved? Or just because you couldn't relate to someone who had their shit together? I th- no, just when you're young, you like who likes you, you know, before you learn how to choose. And uh, I'm just... I feel like I'm really fortunate that I learned how to choose my friends and my partners and stuff like that. And uh, if they were cute enough, for some for someone for someone who had who I didn't find it easy getting laid, 
I guess I had high standards aesthetically for women, but like even, okay, one of the girls who went to jail who I dated, um, she turned out to be a horrible slut. She was fucking everybody except for me because I was respectful because I wouldn't, it's that thing that I was talking about. Like these guys would just kind of like push themselves on her and she's like, sounds good, you know? And she was just fucking everybody except for me. And she would, whenever like she would kind of refer to him, she's like, that guy's such an asshole and that guy's such an asshole. And I'm just like, I don't know, but you're going to a party with him next week, right? And it's like, I can't, I just can't take these nice girls because they're not nice. They're outwardly presenting nice, you know? It's like a, it's like a gay dude who's straight, straight presenting, you know? I guess that's the only way I could compare it. It's just like, okay, well, that's what you think that is, but it's a whole different thing altogether, you know? No, it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. So I'm just like, I'll only date girls who look like what they are and tell me what they are. And actually, I developed this whole thing of just the first date interview. Tell me all the worst things you've ever done to a guy. And I would make them feel like they were bragging. I'm like, now I know all the kinds of crazy you are. Before we ever get started, I know what you like to do. I know if you've cheated, how you like to cheat what kind of mind games you like to play with a dude, how you feel righteous in a relationship, how you feel like you won the breakup, all those fucked up things I already know on the first date. And all my single friends told me, like, tell me I've done it wrong, but I'm like, you're all single. What the fuck's that? Like, single people are just like really ready to give you all the relationship advice, you know? it's 100%. Yeah. Are you an advice giver? On occasion. Yeah. I, I have opinions. You have opinions? <laughs> I have opinions. <laughs> I have opinions. I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you should follow them. Yeah, yeah. I, I've definitely lived my life to not the normal, you know, the quote normal like standards. You know, I'm in my 40s, never married, no kids. Yeah. Single, happy about it. Uh huh. Yeah, I got opinions like just like the thing of like, you know, the girlfriend cheating on you. Like, yeah, if you were my friend, like, yo, my girl's cheating on me, I'd be like, break up with her. But I'm like, but at, as uh, during a 15 slash 16 year old mentality, who's going to fuck me if she ain't fucking me? Also, she was a lot of fun to hang out with because I, I've, I've like met other women who like it looked like I could fuck them and they was just excruciating to be around, you know, and I, I just can't fake it long enough. Like, okay, there's a girl at my work who's just beautiful, but she's also like a really cool person to talk to. And uh, I just don't have what it takes to get in someone's head like that if it's not just like super casual. And... <laughs> There's a guy who who came in, like, the first day, he's like, I'm going to fuck her, you know? And uh, I saw all the work that he put in on that, and he's calling her every single day, and, uh, you know, like, she's crying to him on the phone. I'm, I don't have this time. To... And then finally he comes to work, and he's like, so I'm fucking her now? I'm like, well, and I literally, I told him exactly like this. I'm like, I didn't ask you, but that's because that's kind of weird, and I like her. I respect her as a person. That's just kind of a weird thing. Well, and also, in. if you put in this much work, are you in a relationship with her, or did you just, like play a long con to get in her pants like i i'm it sounds to me like he's a fucking sociopath you know yeah that, that's fucked up and douches are fun is the problem you know and i you see it happen all the time like the douche gets you know the douche gets laid yeah yeah he does and well that's on her that's on her she's got to learn how to recognize that and and tell herself whether or not she likes that yeah if, if she's like into fuck boys that's cool i love douchey chicks man all the fucking, like, the fresh tattoos. I want all the fresh, like, <laughs> you got them yesterday, you know? You made this, you keep on making this decision. You're just... I don't think there's anything wrong with tattoos on women. Jeez. 
No, I love tattoos on women. But I don't think it's a trashy move. I somehow, th- I, I don't know why I do think, I feel like it's a trashy move. There's nothing wrong with women with tattoos. But I feel like uh, you didn't. You don't get tattoos because you want to like kind of just like grit, grit yourself up a little bit. No, I mean, it's one of those things where like I did it because you know I was a metalhead in the '90s and like yeah, this is how I'm supposed to look. Yeah, you're gritty, trashy, a little bit, metal. A little, a little bit. A little yeah, bit. I don't think tattoos on women are trashy. I it's their body, their canvas. Yeah, I don't think it's bad, but it's like you said, like metal. Metal is a gritty, like, it's not like... It's a gritty aesthetic, yeah. It's a gritty aesthetic, right? Yeah. And they're, they're going for this grittiness, and I'm on board with it. Be gritty. Gritty. Is gritty better than trashy? Well, I, it's intent. Yeah. There are trashy tattoos. 100% there are trashy fucking tattoos. You're talking about the stupid tattoos. I mean, stupid tattoos are just like... Tattoos are like, why? Yeah. But it, at the end of the day, it's their canvas, so let them do what the fuck they want. I guess... Uh, I guess half of it is that I was cultured to feel that way. But the other half of it is on a woman who's kept herself really well, right? A tattoo kind of like advertises the skin. It's like racing stripes on a car or something like that, you know? Like especially on certain parts of the body, the shoulder, the thigh, the outer thigh, just anywhere anywhere there where there's like a little bit of roundness or some curve. It's just really like, you know what? I have the exact same physical response when I see that as when like good food pops up and I do the exact same thing. <laughs> and like, I always want to advertise to the women around me that I am trashy. So I'll do it out loud. Like, like you like that, Gino? I'm like, oh, I'm so on board. <laughs> so on board with that. For me, I'm on board with, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call them trashy women, but um, seasoned women. Seasoned. Okay. I've always been, into cougars when i was 17 i was trying to fuck a cougar like how old of a cougar i think she was 35 she had a kid how old was the kid your age the kid the kid was pretty young the kid was like maybe four because i only know i never really i don't remember seeing the kid too much except that i knew to recognize her house by the toys in the front yard and uh i remember one night it got really weird because there was a guy probably he looked like your age and we were competing for the same piece of pussy. <laughs> and basically, it seemed like her, like the way she, sh- her approach to it was like, well, whoever stays here longest is getting it. Like, like I've been in this situation like a few times where just like, I like both of you and I'm going to fuck one of you. And that's, I guess that's up to both of you. <laughs> I'm going to fuck, you know? Becomes an endurance race at that point who's hanging out. And again, like, I never blame a woman like that. If I had choices, I would exercise them the exact same way. I'm like, well, if you guys like each other, we can all get together. But if it's only one of you, then uh, I guess you all have to decide because I'm kind of, I could go either way, honestly. And this dude, <laughs> he's, uh, he looked at me in the eye. She left the room for a second and it's getting really awkward. She's kind of like pretending to clean the house and shit. And he looks me in the eye and says, I don't have anywhere to be. Do you have a curfew or something? <laughs> and I did. I had... <laughs> I did. I had a I had a very early curfew. <laughs> I had a ridiculously early curfew for a seventeen year old. You know, you should have been like, bro. How about I hit it real quick? You can stay with her later. I'm like, there's enough to go around. Come right. on, <laughs> right? I'm like, this is a once in a lifetime for me. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get this anytime you want. Eventually, this is because I was I I was a nice guy when I was a kid. Like even like the the women who fucked me they're just you're nice i can't imagine you having sex and then i was just lucky to that they finished the sentence with 
I, I'll have to see for myself. And I'm like, well, at least you'll see it for yourself because apparently there's a lot of women out there who just like can't imagine having sex with me. Well, girls at the time, whatever. But like, she told, she legit told me, she's like, because I would always come up with an excuse. I'm like, oh, I was in the neighborhood and, you know, and I need to, you know, charge my phone or whatever. And she's like, you don't need an excuse to come visit me. You can come visit me anytime you want. If I'm home, I, I just like hanging out with you. And I'm like, okay. And I would still come up with excuses. I just couldn't. Couldn't bring yourself to say like, hey, I like spending time with you. Yeah, I'm just like, and I'm like, how do I? Because I'm like, I feel like she has the authority. <laughs> like she's, she's like bigger than me, <laughs> you know? She's the adult. Yeah. And again, she's at tattoos, fake boobs. She's everything I like about women, you know? Just cougarish. And she's just like, oh, I'm going to get myself some 17-year-old dick. I'm like, I hope you do because I really don't know how to go about this. Like everyone so far that I fucked has really done the work for me, you know? Is that ruined you for later that, life? That was the last... <laughs> That was the last one. Has that ruined you for later life? Or you're just like, I don't even know how to put in effort. Like, it's got to come to me. Um, I think that's kind of what I was talking about earlier is that, like, I guess I have a problem, like, letting go of myself, you know, just letting myself go with a moment in a moment, you know. And I'll let a lot of, like, really cool situations, really cool opportunities just sort of pass me by. Because I'm really worried about how I'm comporting myself, how people are going to talk about me tomorrow. Because I've heard these stories in the past. And there's a reason why like my, my default face is mugshot. And that's because when I've... When I, and this is as recently as like last year. When I smile, when I have like uncontrollable joy, someone who's close to me will some, say something along the lines of, that's a retarded amount of happy you have on your face. And I'm just like, fine, I won't smile for another four years. Go fuck yourself. But why do you care? Why do you care what other people are fucking saying? Well, there's two sides of that, right? Why do I care? But we have to care a no, little bit. No, we don't. We super don't. We, su we super do, right? Why? Uh, I mean, at the extreme, right? At the extreme, we have to worry about what people think of us because they have. we have to have people fuck with us. You know what I mean? If you get ostracized from like a community, that's at the extreme. Like you do something that's a, is a, has bad optics for a community, whatever, that's at the extreme. But on, like I'm a comedian, right? And I've always, I feel like I've always been in a position since I'm poor, what matters more is how people perceive me. If when you have money, it doesn't matter. When I had money, I used to, I never did my hair, and I had long hair too, and it was all puffy. I looked like a fucking Q-tip that got shoved up someone's ass, you know. Like it didn't fucking matter because I had money, and you had to fuck with me anyway. And I find that the nicer I dress, the poorer I am, the nicer I dress. And when I have money, like who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. You have to fuck with me anyway. I'm the guy making decisions, you know. As I've gotten older, it's just like I'm not going to lose sleep over fucking people's opinions. I feel that. I feel that. I guess I'm of those two minds about it. Where I don't, I kind of don't care. Like I used to hang out with a lot of S and M people, you know, and I've always been the most normal per looking person at the weirdest party, and I'm like down for all the stuff that everyone's gonna do, but I also don't ever want to make my low inhibitions anybody else's problem. And I guess that's another part of it, you know. I'm not sure where another person's comfort level is, even though like, have you ever worked in the service industry? Yeah, it's a lot of mutual consensual sexual harassment you know and any woman that i ever like came on to and just let her know openly that like hey i really want to fuck i'm down to fuck even when they said no never held it against me they took it as a compliment and we were better friends after that they're like yeah gino's cool he wants to fuck me and then i said no and he was totally cool with it you know but i i honestly do believe that it's this catholic upbringing that i just can't shake
And I've only, uh, I've only come to realize that recently when someone tells me something about their past and I recognize it as part of my past. And I immediately say Catholic and they say, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I think, I don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint what it is, but I guess my mom had really open sexual dialogues with us. That's Catholic, so it's weird, right? It is weird. But because she married a douchebag, my dad, she was also a man hater. And so I kind of grew up with that, like, men suck mentality, and I never wanted to be someone else's shitty story. And I've seen, I just, it's like I said really right at the top, I've seen misunderstandings happen constantly because of the way people are expected to go about things. And so I just, it really, like, I just need to have, like, all the green lights, you know? And I do this weird thing, like, when I'm about to engage a girl, most of the time, I'll straight up ask. I'll be like, can I kiss you? And, like, more than half the time, they'll be like, why are you asking? I'm like, because I, I don't know. But that's the thing. That's how it's supposed to be. And that's, I've talked about this on air. I was like, it's a weird time to be a dude because it's like, no, you're supposed to ask. You're supposed to ask every fucking step of the way. But I know lots of women who are turned off by that shit too. Super turned off. Yeah. And like I've had successful relationships with women. And this is before like me too and that shit. It's I'm not influenced by that. I <laughs> it's a stupid thing to fucking say and it's the most hipster thing a person can say, but I've been woke, you know? Nobody have no nobody ever had to explain this shit to me. I've been this way, you know? And just going way way back, I'd just be like, "Can I kiss you?" And I'd be like, "Why?" And like, because I'd rather have the awkwardness of you saying no than the awkwardness of whatever happens tomorrow that isn't talked about or whatever this weird shit in the air that I see other people deal with all the time, you know? Oh, it definitely fucking happens. Yeah. I've definitely been in situations where it's like, oh, it was green lights all the way. It was still real awkward in the morning. Yeah. 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 I definitely had a one night stand, like a hookup at one point. Like, I probably should have left during the night. Really? And yeah. The morning was super fucking awkward. And it was just kind of like, oh, you're still here? Fuck. I've straight up been told by women, you have to leave by sunrise. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. Like, set expectations. I'm okay with it. Like, you're still down to get down? Let's get down. Yeah. If I got to be gone by sunrise, cool. If you got to be gone by sunrise, cool. Don't, like, leave it opaque and just be like, oh, yeah, we're having sex. Okay, well, do I leave you and is that weird? Or do I stick around and is that weird? Like, I got to make a judgment call, and I made the judgment call to stay, and that was weird. Zero communication. Zero communication. You're trying to read a vibe, and the vibe is just, it's not going to be right. It's not going to be, because there's zero communication. You need to communicate. And communication is the biggest anti-contraceptive. <laughs> like, getting to know people is a huge contraceptive, you know? I've been told that by many women in my life. <laughs> like, oh, I, I was down until I got to know you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> There was a St. Paddy's Day, and this is how hard it is for me to lose myself in a moment. There was St. Paddy's Day a couple of years ago, and uh, a guest at my bar just had nothing to do, and he's like, I'll pay for all our drinks if you come with me downtown. I'm like, okay. And he was just a huge douchebag. I didn't really know him well. But I lost him, and I just ended up making out with some chick, and I really didn't remember how I met her or anything. And I had to like back away for a second, and I'm just like, hey, is this cool? She's like, yeah. I'm like, because all I know is, Neither of us have talked for 10 minutes. So. <laughs> I just had to make sure that like I wasn't inflicting myself on you, you know? I don't know. It's, it's just weird like that, yeah. It's important. Yeah, yeah. How it should be. And it's, you know, as a dude, like, I need to get better about being like you and asking all the fucking way. Because, like, 
I'm so old school enough where I'm like, I'm trying to feel out the situation, and it does lead to fucking miscommunications. Yeah, but you seem all right so far. I would I would not advise you to be any. <laughs> I would, that's what because I'm, I'm watching you and you're like you're like yeah I fuck someone else the same night and I'm like that's how I think most I think a lot of people who are around me don't know that I am that guy. I'll fuck three four people in a night. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm loose as fuck, but I'm just like I don't know where you are with it. You know right exactly, and that's the thing. Like you're yeah. a stranger. I don't know. I need to figure this yeah. out. And I find that. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the way I come across or whatever, but I find that people kind of police themselves around me, and that's the opposite of what I want. You know, like people should be getting naked around me. Like, okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't give a fuck. I'm I'm like I'm a philosophical nudist, but again, I'm just not like a person who inflict myself on people like that and shit. I remember one time I worked with a dude, and they started giving him the the nickname the Naked Italian, and I, I felt like I felt like he was someone who stole my joke. You know. <laughs> I'm like, hey, uh, I'm the naked Italian, you know? And he's like, well, I didn't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. That's not even what I call myself. But I'm like, but I'm the naked Italian. <laughs> but everyone believes you're the naked Italian. But I am the actual. Everyone who knows me and loves me has seen me naked. I'm the naked Italian. There's Sorry, been a lot folks. Of... I don't know Gino that well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not seen each other naked yet. No. No. Do time. Do time. Yeah, second yeah, yeah. podcast appearance second podcast at least you know it, it would not be the first one i've committed to doing pantsless so <laughs> you've done a pantsless podcast i don't think i've actually have but i've committed to a couple of them but you haven't actually done it no because it's always like oh next time we'll do do a pantsless all right cool and they haven't been back on so i'll do it i don't care i mean it's a podcast i mean oh it's on video i mean it's like old school howard stern you, had, you just had to like believe them when they were saying it or whatever i mean there are many many episodes of this podcast that are behind the patreon paywall because the there's nudity and they you know can't put it on YouTube. Oh really? Okay. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, I try to have fun around here. Yeah. That's what on that note, I'll pour myself a third and last glass of Jameson. Because I do have to drive at some point. Yeah, future problems, man. Future problems. <laughs> future problems, man. See, I'm also a horrible enabler. I feel like I'm a bartender and at some point I'll even let them know I'm like, um at this point I just feel like a drug pusher. So, you know, whatever's good for you. They're like, no, no, another round. I'm like, okay, just make Yeah, it. but you have legal liability. I really don't. Nobody gives a shit. I mean, legally. If I'm having fun with people, I've been told by my manager, like, like they're cut off. I'm like, oh, don't worry. They're already paid out. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why it's a self-service show. I am not responsible for how much you drink. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah, you just gave me a bottle. Yeah, just like, <laughs> pour yourself whatever you want. Here's a bottle. Here's a glass. Do you want ice? Whatever. Yeah. You know? Trying to be an accommodating host. Yeah. We're both similar whiskey people. For me, Irish whiskey tastes like hipsters. I don't know, man. I, and, and bourbon tastes like rednecks. And Hennessy tastes like trap music. I did have some guests that actually bought, had me buy some cognac. And like, it wasn't, wasn't bad. Not like my cup of tea, but it wasn't bad. Kind of sweet. Yeah. Sweet and bitey. Like yeah. my love. No. Only consensually. Only consensually. That's right. So as a bartender, you had... Do you often have patrons throwing it at you? Uh, it's happened a few times. It's a weird uh, thing because they'll give me their info and then they're just like, I just really want to fuck you when you're at the bar. Like they'll literally like just come back when I'm at the bar. They're like, can you step away from the bar for like a minute? <laughs> they just want to fuck the bartender. They don't want to fuck me. They want to fuck the bartender. I think they feel like it's like, that's my answer for free drinks. If I fuck the bartender, drinks are free, right? No, it's the, I don't know what it is. It's the fantasy of fucking the bartender. I don't get free drinks. 
They don't know that. Don't Honestly, tell them that on the internet. I give more free drinks to dudes because they're bullshitting with me. And also, I'm like, this dude has money. If I give him five bucks worth of free drinks, he's going to give me like a $40 tip. Yeah. That's how real service industry works. Yeah, yeah. That is one thing I hate about drinking in L.A., so many bartenders aren't real service industry. Yeah. They're fucking, you know, I'm an impoverished actor or whatever. Yeah. They're you still got to do your job well. Right. Whatever your job is, I hope you're doing it well. I'm from Chicago. If you're an impoverished actor and a bad bartender, you're shitty at two jobs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But Chicago's a hard drinking service industry town. Yeah. And there's plenty of bars I used to roll into like, I got 20 bucks to spend. Either it's going to you or it's going to the bar. Your choice. Yeah. And like, oh, the pours are coming. Well, then that's your 20 bucks. Fuck yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. If someone tells me to pour heavy, I don't even fuck with them. Yeah, you don't tell. I'm like, don't tell me how to do my job. No, yeah. fuck no. And if you want. Also, usually that person is like the worst tipper. They're like, I'll tip you. But I had a guy come in <laughs> and I'll fucking. This is what I like about being a bartender in the service industry. Because behind the bar, I'm the boss. And at the tables, I'm their bitch. And so I work at a place where I can do either one and people will offer me their tables when I'm not making money. I'm like, I don't even want to fuck with people. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to look at them when they're at the tables because they don't know that to kind of get anything else for you is a rhetorical question. Right. You're good. <laughs> but like, uh, shit, what was I saying before that? I guess I'm buzzed. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Right on cue for hour two. Hell yeah. Um, You're saying that, you know, you were their bitch. At the tables, but you're the boss behind the bar. Yeah. But that's the thing. Anyone who's a good patron will never ask you to pour heavy. They'll be like, no, oh, that's right. Yeah. Make it, be- make it a double is the proper fucking order. Because you can literally tell people to fuck off when you're behind the bar. Because you're kind of dealing them drugs, essentially. And so they're, you're in charge of them. And so sometimes they need to be told to fuck off. And you're in charge of that, you know? And this one guy, he's, he just came up and he's just like, I'm going to pay you based on how much you pour we're gonna start at a dollar and go from there and i just poured out an even shot and said well i'm not feeling lucky do you ever pull the old bartender trick of pouring some of the liquor down the straw a little bit so they like oh you made this real strong oh no i've never done i've never even heard of that oh you've never heard of that what i would do is uh give them it without a straw and pour the liquor on top of the drink so that the first so drink, it's a float the first thing yeah the first drink they take is a shot and then after that but i wouldn't even do that i wouldn't do anything like that i don't fuck with anyone too hard and i wouldn't fuck with anyone too hard because that's too much of my energy that i'm giving someone i've never met before but yeah that's an old school bartender trick you know mixed drink like oh make it strong like just a little liquor down the straw like yeah. here you go i really just enjoy stoking people out i really just enjoy making good drinks you know i'm like how do you like it you like it strong no okay i'll make it the way it's supposed to be made you know I'll ask him. I'll even come back and be like, hey, I'm doing a quality check. You like a drink? Just want to make sure it tastes good for you, you know? You don't? I'll fucking throw it out. I'll make another one. Because I'm a cook. Like, in my life, I'm a chef. So I know how tastes go together. And so I get really, it's like instant gratification. I get to make something in, like, a minute flat and see if, you know, someone really enjoys it, you know? What are your cocktails of choice? I make a really great old-fashioned, which is strange because I really don't enjoy bourbon. And I find it's a strange thing. I can make a drink I've never tasted before, and people really, really like it. I'll get the whole fucking bar ordering the same drink. Uh, I work at a tequila bar now, which is weird because I fucking hate tequila. <laughs> but I've learned to enjoy it. I've learned to like it. And apparently, I've just been drinking shitty tequila most of the time. So Most people do. Yeah, yeah. Most people don't know, like, ain't, like wait a minute, there's a Blanco, there's a Reposado. Like, most people don't know that there's different types of fucking tequila. I knew that there were different types. I didn't know what the fuck they meant. You know, I didn't know. Someone was like, do you have anything Reposado? And I would literally look behind me. No. (laughs) 
They're like, what about Anejo? I didn't know which one was better either, you know? I mean, that's a matter of taste. It's sort of a matter of taste, but Anejo is the best. If you want it aged. I mean, If you want it aged. Some people <laughs> just want the pure taste because Anejo and Reposado have a lot of the time a little bit of caramelization added to it. Right, and it's been in a barrel and it's... Yeah, it's absorbed that taste as well, you know? So maybe you don't want the taste of the barrel or whatever. Or maybe it's been fucking, what, pot pot still aged or whatever you know you don't know that's still that's still real young spirit at that point well tequila doesn't get aged really long it doesn't really get aged much more maybe upwards of a year for the audience who may or may not know to be a bourbon technically it, well not technically to be a bourbon you have to be aged three years really it has to be aged at least three years has to be aged at least three years be at least a 51 percent corn mash really mm-hmm. i had no idea about all that i'm a fairly educated drunk what about irish whiskey uh Irish whiskey, I believe, like the rules on it are involved with the water that they use, but not much else. So they don't have to age it. It doesn't have to be in a specific kind of barrel. Oh yeah, it's a uh, charred oak for for bourbon. Three years in a charred oak. Charred oak. Well, I guess there aren't really because uh, Jameson's kept in a copper still. So I mean, it doesn't need to be in an oak cask or anything like that. I've drank the cask mates, and I really just like the regular Jameson better. I like the slain. I can taste the oakiness of it. Anyway, I'm just getting to know all of that stuff. Really, for me, originally, it was just being able to bullshit with people. I am a host of a party. Everyone is coming to my party, and I'm an excellent host. Some, it's in my genetics. Like My parents weren't even drinkers, and they used to throw the best parties, like epic fucking parties. And so that's kind of what I get to do for a living. And people tip me according to how good a party I just threw. It's pretty awesome. So for occasionally having to deal with shit drunks, I'm sure it's amazing. I barely ever have to deal with that, like once in a long while. And then when it's once in a long while, it's like, uh, it's entertaining, you know? I work at a high volume bar, but like I'm a bar back there because I'm just sort of like waiting for someone to die off so I can take that spot. <laughs> what a good, a good, like a really good bartending job is hard to find. And you literally have to wait someone to just like choose a different profession or something like that, or maybe literally die. There's like an old dude at my bar and I'm like, he seems pretty with it. I don't know. <laughs> you know? I mean, is there some stairs you could push him down? I don't know. I actually lived with an old guy once upon a time, and he used to smoke indoors. And uh, we lived in a senior community. So he was the reason why we had $400 a month rent. And all of my friends just kindly suggested that I maybe push him down some stairs. <laughs> like, no, $400 a month rent. I'll put up with a lot of shit for that. Yeah, yeah. But they're just like, how old is he? Does he have family? Like, all the nicest people you would ever meet. They're just like, I mean, honestly, like, how much... How much are you taking away from this guy? I'm like, I'm not going to murder a dude. Like, okay, well, you know, I put it out there for you. But if he does natural causes. <laughs> I like, I've never fantasized so much about actually killing a person as like living with that dude. I thought of like maybe pepper spraying, <laughs> just like putting some pepper spray in the place. And like my girlfriend's like, honestly, what if he actually dies? You're going to have that on your conscience. I'm like, ah, I don't want to kill a dude. He's had a long life though. He had a long life and he actually did die. I have a strange karma in my life where things happen to me in twos. Both of, we, had, we lived with two old-ass people in a row in their mid-80s, and both of them died a year after living with us. Wow, that's a coincidence. <laughs> no, things happen to me in twos. It's, it's, it's really strange. Like, you murdered two people. It's, uh, I murdered two people. I fed them glass. It's a long... <laughs> like, straight up, like, ground it up, put it in their pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real fine. It cuts them from the inside. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Or like two times in a row, I moved out uh, of a place, and the day that I was supposed to move out, I got fired from a job for like kind of something that was beyond my control. You know, things happen in twos. I'm a big, I'm a huge existentialist, and I just kind of study people's kind of like uh, 
life contracts. I mean, they were eighty. They were bound to die yeah, at some yeah. point. They were they were they were bound to die. And it's cheap rent. You're, you're gonna live with old people when you pay cheap rent. So that's a big part of it. You wouldn't believe how many people I'd murder for four hundred dollars a month. Yeah. In Ecuador, apparently, you can get someone murdered for like a hundred dollars. Yeah, but I'm talking about four hundred dollars a month rent, not just four hundred dollars to get someone murdered for hundred. Yeah, for four hundred dollars a month rent. Yeah, yeah. And oh, have yeah. like have pile like, of bodies. Have the run of a whole last living space in your own bathroom. And yeah, pile of bodies. Pile. I'm pretty sure most people would, especially in this economic climate. Oh, and especially in L.A. Come on. Yeah. Oh, in L.A., it's ridiculous. L.A. is becoming like New York now. Though apparently Miami's gotten worse than L.A. or San Francisco. Really? Yeah. Miami? Interesting. I was reading an article today that Florida is the number one destination in the country behind Texas at the moment. Like, it's like Texas, I, Florida. I feel like the pandemic did that. Yeah, it 100% did. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, somewhere you don't need masks. and, and It's warm. Cares. Well, and the fact that like, oh, previously, both those states were fucking cheap. And if you could work remotely for your New York City job. And make your New York City fucking wages and work remotely in fucking Florida or Texas where you have no state income. Why wouldn't you? There's no state income tax? Mm-hmm. Who, who else has that? Washington. Washington and Nevada. Washington and Nevada? Huh. I don't know what the common thread is. Just what they decided. You could say that Miami's warm, but you could also say that the air is made of water. Oh, I've been to Miami. I've spent a lot of time in Miami. You spent a lot of time there? Yeah. Oh, the Bing Bros is based out of there. No, not for porn shit. Like, oh, um, okay. I've had two different like nine to five day jobs that sent me down there on business trips for extended periods of time. Yeah. What were your, well, you probably talked about it on this podcast before, but what were your nine to fives? Well, at the time, the first time I was sent down there was 2001. Yeah. I was a fucking high speed internet installer. Oh, that's you're you're a tech guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, See, that's why, why you're why so I, good at producing. That's why I didn't end up in like real crime. Yeah. Because <sighs> while I was in high school, I fucking had tech jobs. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I got the world by the balls. I work in computers. I went to this stupid fucking high school that kind of like refused to educate. They like outrightly like refused to educate people. And I wanted nothing more. I'm so jealous of like uh, Louis C.K. talks about this editing class that he took when he was in seventh grade that just like changed his whole fucking life. And I was looking for just an editing class program. And they, they had it like at all the high schools in the district, except my high school. And I just went to the stupidest. It was built underneath power lines when they already knew what power lines did to people and shit. It was just like a stupid fucking high school. <laughs> I was so resentful, you know, and just like, and then finally we got like one like photo teacher that like gave a shit about the program, but all the skaters took it over and made skater videos. And I just kind of like didn't get along with like, I grew up in Huntington Beach. I just didn't get along with like skaters and surfers. I just... Because they're, they're very clicky, you know, I'm just not like a clicky person. And I'm just like, dude, if I would have learned editing as a kid, like, honestly, 100% difference in my life. I get that. I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't learn shit in high school from it. I actually learned all the skill set, like, outside of high school. Where'd you learn it? Uh, in high school, I learned how to haggle with people a lot. Yeah. Um, so I was already working as an IT professional, like, by junior year. Yeah. So when I took computer maintenance and repair just for the fucking credit, yeah. I built my own PC in the class and then just played Duke Nukem on it all day. Yeah. And then when I took auto shop. Duke. <laughs> yeah, I'm old. I'm old. I'm fucking old. Yeah. And then when I took auto shop, it was the same teacher who taught computer maintenance and repair. And he had a bunch of old hardware that he needed fixed for those classes. Yeah. So I fixed those computers instead of actually taking auto shop, like for my auto shop grade. This may sound like an off-brand question. Did you know a lot of meth heads in high school? No. Nah. Um, opiates were pretty prevalent, you know, when I was in high school. Opiates, okay. What town did you grow up in? I went to high school in a 
first suburb north of Chicago called Evanston. North of Chicago. Yep. Okay. But yeah, opiates were, I had a lot of friends who ended up like going, doing some time for like heroin and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, thankfully for me, I was petrified of intravenous needles as a kid. Yeah, yeah. I, I dated a her. I dated a heroin addict as a kid. She wasn't a heroin addict when I found her. But after dating you for a while, I also, she I, also <laughs> I, I was gonna say I also didn't stop dating her when I found out she was doing heroin. <laughs> My biggest concern was this: Does this mean I have to start wearing a condom again? <laughs> that was. Like, it probably should have been. <laughs> that, that probably should have been a point where you're like, I gotta wrap it up. Yeah, I did for like two times, and then she's like, "Oh, we're on condoms again." I'm like, "Yeah, I guess it's weird. I should just either break up with you or not." And I didn't. So. And you've been living with AIDS since. It's cool. <laughs> oh, sorry, HIV. A- yeah, it's not full blown. <laughs> Huntington Beach. I grew up in Huntington Beach, and meth, meth was meth still is the problem. I mean, it's kind of gone away and come back. It's kind of funny because uh, you can see, like, uh, I watched a documentary where you could see, like, uh, the addiction rates related to the quality of meth. And, like, a whole bunch of people quit in, like, 96 or something like that. And then, like, there was, like, a big uptake in the last, like, 10 years or so. It makes but, sense. But, again, opiates. Opiates are huge. They're really fucking addictive. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, apparently. It's... Have you ever seen Trainspotting? Yeah. I, I saw Trainspotting as a kid. and. Could not sit through a lot of that movie because I had such problems with intravenous needles at that point. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, the scene in Pulp Fiction where, like, John Travolta shoots up. It was just hard for me because of the accents. I had to fucking turn on the, <laughs> sub- the subtitles, you know? Same thing with Snatch. I just, we're like, we were, like, watching 15 minutes. We're like, okay, I can tell that I like, I can tell that I enjoy this movie. I, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. You know there's a DVD release of Snatch where they just subtitle Brad Pitt, just Brad Pitt? Yeah. I feel like they should have done that to begin with. that was where you're like i don't know brad pitt's always been like a great actor he was i don't know how he is as a person or whatever he's probably like a stupid he's probably like i mean he left jennifer aniston for angelina jolie i would have taken jennifer aniston any day of the week when you have a when you're a man who has a choice between jennifer aniston and angelina jolie there has got to be that's like the best kind of problems. To <laughs> it probably is. What but kind of problems are there? In your life? I've told that to people before. They're like, I'm trying to choose between being like a theater actor and just loving it and making 600 a week or being just like a SAG actor and like making more money. And I'm like, you have the best kind of problems. I don't want to hear your shit. She's like, okay, I guess you're right. I'd still stay with Jen. Did you still stay with Jen? Oh, yeah. You're a Jen purist? But he's back with Jen, isn't he? No. No? That's no. what I thought. That's what I heard. I don't keep up. I, I don't keep up with it. Yeah. People, everyone's talking about Johnny Depp and uh, Amber Heard. Yeah. And it's spelled like hearing shit, right? It's spelled yeah. like that. I mean, up until I found out how much of a monster she was, I would have let her abuse me. When they were the first time about her being abusive, like, yeah, I, I would have let her abuse but me. That but that pussy had to be so good. That crazy bitch. I mean, she is stunning. She is so crazy. And But she is For stunning. someone to be that hot. And that crazy? Oh, yeah. The hot to crazy ratio is there. Have you ever met a girl who you're like, your hot doesn't match your crazy? What part of the scale? You're like, I get that you are this crazy, but for you to flex it like that... You're not hot enough to flex nobody, it. Nobody's ever going to put up with you. Like, I don't know where you... Oh, no. I've definitely met. Yeah. I don't think... I don't. Know I mean, you, that's part of the crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of the crazy. That's part of the crazy? That's a different part of the crazy. I'm just like, I don't know where you think you're going to end up in life, but you got to be a certain amount of hot. To get by with that amount of crazy. That is part of the crazy. Like, crazy is not rational thought. They aren't rationally thinking about the situation. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. You Are, are you suggesting that they're, they're, 
that the hot bitches are not as crazy as I gave them credit for? Oh, no, no. There are definitely some <laughs> very crazy. I've talked about this and like I've caught some shit for it. There was a uh, performer I hung out with, you know, back in the day who was stunning, stunning. And like, I thought she was hot as shit before I got in the industry. Like, yeah. And then like got in the industry, got to hang out with her. And like, oh, she's really cool and a lot of fun. And then one day t- started telling me about lizard people. Yeah. <laughs> like, Matt, I saw these videos on YouTube. The 1% are lizard people. This is a common thing, though. This is more and more people. Like, maybe 10 years ago, you used to be able to, like, dismiss a person for that. And now that person is my actual boss. Yeah. Like, this person is in charge of me. And she, she must uh, take me into her confidence. I don't know what she thinks of me to just, like, kind of slip that into conversations here and there. But I'm just like, I just smile and say, okay. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with the information. No matter how trashy a woman is, I may give it a go. When you start getting into that level of crazy, I walk the fuck away. Like, yeah. at the beginning of the pandemic, I was hanging out with this girl. That's, that's what I'm saying, though. It's becoming normal. I don't know if you can walk away anymore. Oh, you can. You, you definitely can. can. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, everything's possible. Everything's possible, man. But <laughs> I mean, I have. I'm, I'm really bad at walking away a lot of times. So I see red flags, <laughs> and I'm just like... Am I red, green, colorblind? I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> but that red flag. Am I red, green, colorblind? <laughs> Is that red flag actually a green flag? Because I just feel like going for it right now. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But the wild conspiracy theories, that red flag I still see. Yeah. I, I had a girl that I was hanging out with towards the beginning of the pandemic. Uh-huh. And I was super into her. We always had a lot of fun. And like, she's awesome. Pandemic starts. Matt, you have to watch this con- this fucking 10-part documentary. It's so important. You have to watch a 10-part documentary. Mm-hmm. Even if it was Ken Burns with all of his fucking credibility and 13-hour documentaries, no. <laughs> I had nothing but time. It was the beginning of the pandemic. I had nothing but time. <laughs> that's true. You got nothing but time. That's that's actually true. Yeah, yeah. Turns out to be the 10-part fall cabal, the, like the first 10 Q drops, like videos about the t- first 10 Q drops. Yeah. I had no idea what Q was at the time. Zero idea. This is my first introduction. These videos presented easily disprovable information immediately. So, like, like if you even just like Google some, it, like, well, it, it didn't, didn't even Google. Take much. It was shit off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. Because the video started off a little pro-Trump. By the end of it, they're full-on pro-Trump. Well, it's like Trump as uh, Jesus. When they're a little bit pro-Trump, like the first video is like Donald Trump is the only president to never take his salary. I'm like, I know that's wrong. I know that's wrong off the top of my head. Also, how much is the president's salary? It's like nothing. It's 400000 a year. Yeah. I mean, it's cool to me. I'd take that. There's a different question that people need to be asking themselves, and that is, how does a president become a billionaire? And that's a dangerous question to be asking. And I that's, mean, it's a super easy answer. Is it super easy? Mm-hmm. What, super easy. What is it? Public speaking appearances for millions of dollars from... No. I mean, that's how they become billionaires. That's how they make some money. I mean, they also... But that's not how they make. They have insider information for insider trading. There's a lot of no. That's more like it. It's not just that. It's a lot of other things that we'll never see. But it's a valid question to ask. It's all about my pay grade. <laughs> it's all about my pay grade. It's a dangerous question to ask. What's your view? What's your What's your listenership? A lot of dudes. A lot okay. of dudes. But before we get too sidetracked on that, I just want to finish the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I watched all ten parts. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm obviously going to be suspect. Like when you start presenting. Easily disprovable information is fact. From the jump, I'm going to be skeptical of everything you're you're presenting. Yeah. So I watched all 10 parts. And by the end of it, I'm like, oh, this is just horseshit. I can't believe you watched all 10 parts. Oh, I guess you had nothing but time. I had nothing but time and I was into her. 
And I'm like, did you say I was in my underwear? That too. What did you say? I was. Into I was her. into her. Yeah. And you just wanted to prove to her that like I am so into you. Well, no, it was, it was one of those things where like, oh, if this is important to you, I should at least check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, by the end of it, I'm like. If this girl is trolling me, I'll put a ring on her finger. I'm lucky that the chicks I'm into just asked me to check out Masego, you know? <laughs> like, you need to check out the video from Masego and FKJ. And I'm like, dude, that was 10 minutes. And it was, a, I love Masego, but hey, don't get me wrong, but that was 10 minutes. <laughs> how, ma- how many hours was that? It was 10 Mo- hours? <laughs> I think so. I think it was like 10 hours. And I, I, I hit her up. I'm like, yo. I thought I loved pussy. But you love pussy. I do. I do. I, I do. I really do. And I hit her up. I'm yeah, like, yeah. yo, so what of this do you believe? Uh-huh. And I'm like, if she's trolling me, I literally will propose on the spot. If she's trolling you. Yeah. If this was all an elaborate troll to get me to watch these 10 parts, I would have fucking married her. Because that's how that is. That is marriage material. That is she, fucking hilarious. If she doesn't hilarious. believe any of this shit and she's Got she's me to watch like, 10 hours, this? that would have been hilarious. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. yeah, girl. That's it. Yeah. yeah. You're the one. <laughs> I'm like, so what did this do you believe? And she's yeah. like, pause. Well, what do you believe? I'm like, motherfucker, she believes this shit. Fuck. Oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Needless to say, she's still a friend, but. Do you fuck sometimes? No. You don't fuck your friends? I mean, there's friends I fuck, but not that friend. <laughs> I actually set her up with another friend of mine, and then he got real mad at me about it. When she said, well, <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> I mean, I kind of warned him. I'm like, yo, she believes in QAnon, bro. I know she's hot, but I know she believes in QAnon. I don't know. Some of the hottest women I know believe in QAnon. Some of the hottest. And I, I just know it's good pussy. Because they're comics and they talk about their shit on stage. And like this one chick in particular, she's like, I've, I've noticed three guys have told me I'm good pussy. So that means there's got to be such thing as bad pussy. And I'm like, oh my oh, gosh, she really is good pussy. <laughs> yeah, bad pussy definitely exists. And she's, yeah, bad pussy exists. And um, the woman I love, she's got bad pussy. I love her so much. You know what? I shouldn't. How's I, her asshole though? I shouldn't say that in public. She loves anal so much. Well, then problem solved. She loves anal so much and she's got the poopiest butthole. Oh, shower. No, 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 no. Douche. But it doesn't, it doesn't seem to I mean, work. that'd be an enema. It's an Well, it's whatever you want to call it. No, no. Douches for the front, enemas for the back. You know what? Things are just names, whatever. No, 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 no. I mean, for, they're, for, they're, for, okay, they're different for, liquids. For me? No, it's, exactly. For me, okay, an enema is medical, right? There's got there's some sterile liquid in it. And an, an anal douche is just some warm water. Actually, even like a regular douche is like uh, some kind of sterile liquid which actually isn't good for the pussy no it's super not but there's some vinegar in it too and shit really Mm -hmm. is that supposed to be like a probiotic thing i guess i don't have a pussy i take i okay so when we first started talking i was talking about inaccurate comedy bits and nothing distracts me more from a comedy bit more than inaccuracy and i hear dudes that are like alpha male types that i know never ask a woman a question ever they're just like all women think this i'm like i actually know what most women think because i ask them so I googled it for you real quick. A douche is water, vinegar, baking soda, and and or iodine. Iodine or iodine. Yep. Like all that iodine, because you only need a little bit of iodine. Water and vinegar, comma baking soda, comma or i or iodine is what it says. I wonder if they mean like. It's not very clear language. I'm an English major. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> I correct people when they say shit. <laughs> I mean, this is what it says, but it sounds like. All that or iodine or just baking soda or iodine. But it's primarily water and vinegar. Water and vinegar. That makes so, sense. See, I, I was right. That's like cleaning out anything that's made of plastic. You do like lemon juice or vinegar or something like that. Yeah. Enemas are the ejection fluids used to clean or stimulate the emptying of your bowels. Yeah. 
It doesn't necessarily have to be a specific liquid. It just has to be something that goes up there that empties your bowels. I find for my money that I can no longer dismiss people who present me with conspiracy theories. I used to, and I used to love doing it, and I used to love making fun of them, and now they're a significant part of the population, and I just have to fucking deal with them. And also, the other I don't part, have to respect them, though. I do have to respect them. Why? This, because what if they win? I have guns. Huh? I have guns. You have handguns. Sure. Even, okay, you have two arms. Let's say that. And friends. It's scary. It's scary. They can win. They could. Because, okay, I, I sort of said it half seriously, and I hate to talk about Trump. I fucking hate. I might as well be part of his PR team, saying the word, saying the name, Trump, you know? I, 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 like, I noticed the mentality toward it, and like uh, you get in those stupid social media arguments, and it's really most of the reason why I'm not on Facebook anymore. <laughs> and, and I just don't share. If I share political shit on my Instagram, and it's usually just something really local and really like most people looking on board with this, like uh, Disneyland commits a lot of crimes, stolen all that land in Anaheim, shit like that. Yeah. Because I live in Orange County. Yeah, you know? get rid of Tito Ortiz, whatever. <laughs> whatever, shit like that. Yeah, because I'm from Huntington Beach. Yeah, anyway. But I would have to know about... I will follow it up with two titty posts just to cleanse the palate, you know? Just like so I, follow, I follow some titty Instagram uh, accounts just for when I post anything political and I'm just like, I'm, I apologize for that. And here's some titties because everyone loves titties. Straight women and gay men all love titties. Everyone loves titties. Here's some titties. They for, bring life. For my political posts. They bring life. They nurture. They bring me... Dude, I, I worked with a chick who just like sometimes when I, uh, I would do her a favor, she's like, you earned it, you earned it. I'm like, <gasps> grab a titty. I'm like, oh, and I don't know what, it, just touching that titty would bring such just zen peace in my world, you know? Tits do that. They do. But uh, I would just say, I'm like, it's a religion now. There's nothing you can do to fight it. I know. I wholeheartedly agree with you. That's why I don't argue with people and then, about it. then once the whole Q thing, and I didn't know because I don't know anything until... I don't know anything. I don't know anything until it becomes my problem. Like the same thing with the coronavirus. People were there was rumors first, and they're like, "What do you think about it?" People would come to my bar, and they're like, "What do you think about it?" And I'm like, "You know what I think? I think when it becomes my problem, I'll know what I need to know about it." Oh no, I'm right there with you. And I was 100 March 2020 hashtagging post with no mask, no condoms 2020. <laughs> as as a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> I was serious about it for a little while there. <laughs> then it just became no condoms 2020. <laughs> yeah, I was uh I, I used to own a little space and I was I was one of the people that got fucked over by the pandemic. I used to own a little comedy space. I was making money off of comedy, which is very difficult to do, especially early on in your career. And uh the whole pandemic, you know, comedy is made by people in crowded rooms. But I, I, I just once I found out about the whole prophecy QAnon shit, I'm just like, oh, it is an actual religion. And nothing scares me more than religion. Same. Because you can't argue facts with religion. You can't. Yeah. Someone, uh, my anthropologist teacher told me, like an uh, anthropology teacher, he told me, it's like playing tennis without a net. You don't know when someone scores. You're just like, I told you something and you told me something. Ooh. Like, I don't know. Well, and that's why, like, my friends that have gone off the deep end right wing over the course of this thing, I just don't have political discourse with them at all because you can't present yeah, any I facts. Still, I still love them and I still keep them because you know what? It's I don't I don't mean to call them enemies and they're not my enemies. I love them, but you do need to keep your enemies closer. Anyone who could be an enemy later down the road, you need to keep them really close to you because this shit is scary and real. 
Biden is a horrible, like, what is that? <laughs> like, Yeah, we have no good choices. <laughs> we have zero good choices. And this is why, like, I don't want to get fucking political on here, but we're going to yeah, do yeah. a little bit. It seems this like is why, there, yeah. This Once is why conspiracy theories that you're getting political, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Which it didn't used to be that. Lizard people were not politicized. It wasn't a thing. There was just the 1%. Dis- you could dismiss a person. You didn't have to. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Because you dismiss. You're like, I dismiss them. And I'm like, I wish I could. And I want to so bad. But they are such a significant part of the population now. And a lot of them are in power. It's true. Yeah. Like that girl who told me about the lizard people. She was, you know, it was nonpartisan lizard people. It was Obama and W that were, she was talking about that were lizard people. That would make more sense right. if they were like, both lizard people. Right. It was like, oh, it's nonpartisan lizard people. Now, conspiracy theories are very fucking partisan. Yeah. That's why you need to read my book, Redfish, Bluefish, Fish, You Fish. It's, it's all, all about, about that. Cons- it's all about that shit. All about conspiracy theories? No, it's all about like, uh, hey, your liars are telling you bad lies, but my liars are telling me good lies, and that's why I like to believe my liars. See, I don't believe any of them. Yeah, I don't believe any of them. It's stupid shit. But I also don't lose sleep over the shit, because like, my whole thing with conspiracy theories in general... I honestly did for a second. I did lose sleep over it. But now I'm just like... I, it's You know what Buddhism is? It's a lot of preparing for death. And so I've taken a very Zen philosophy to the whole thing. I'm like, whatever's going to happen, I guess, if you care more than I do, then I guess that's what it is, you know? No, that makes perfect sense. I, I, I'm just an atheist who just Feels like, you know, a lot of this shit is above my pay grade and there is zero I could do to affect change. So I'm not going to bother dealing with it. I hope that as a comic, one day there's something I can do to affect change. And I hope that nobody kills me for it. Or if you do, at least it's on stage. That'd be a hell of a bit, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, nothing like dying on stage and then having the audience be like, is this part of the bit? (laughs) Like good fucking like 30 seconds of them just not sure if you're actually dead or not. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll be dead at that point. So it doesn't fucking matter. I'm not an atheist i'm an existentialist which is way more annoying it's just people hear that and they're like that's too many syllables to put in like your whole life philosophy not even a religion a life philosophy go fuck yourself i talked to i was talking to two mexican women in spanish which isn't my language (laughs) like they're like you don't believe in jesus and i'm like i'm sorry i believe there was a jewish carpenter Uh, i'm sure there was some i'm sure there was a dude or whatever but like Martin Luther King, uh, once they make a hero out of you, they're using you. And it's not its not the thing that you wanted it to be anymore. So even if there was a dude, I'm 100% sure it's this this isn't what he had. This this wasn't his, in, his intention. Well, obviously it wasn't his intention. Even in the fucking Bible, he is washing sex workers' feet. Yeah. He, he's not shaming people for being prostitutes. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not shaming. He doesn't say anything about sex. He's not shaming people for prostitutes. In the he's Bible, washing their fucking feet. you know who's the guy who says all the shit that shaped the culture today? It's Paul. Paul was a fucking psychopath. That dude, him and Luke. If you if you kind of look into the actual history of it, Paul and Luke shaped. They they were just two kind of grifters who made the whole fucking thing. And they're like, dude, if you just say this dude's name. Everyone believes every fucking thing you say. I mean, they're all grifters, but... Yeah, they're all grifters. But, uh, I mean, and I, I actually have a little... Uh, I don't know if... Oh, you don't know this about me. You don't know anything about me. No. I'm nothing. a writer. I'm a writer. I didn't just write one book. I've written a whole bunch of shit. I, I mean, I assumed you were a writer since you wrote a book. That's really how that works. <laughs> Some people just write a book and they, they wrote that thing, you know? But I've been writing forever. Uh, I wrote this... Uh, 
little kind of like short series called Riding Along with Jesus. Because I saw a bumper, st- you, know, you see the bumper sticker that's like, Jesus is my co-pilot. And I'm like, no, because Jesus would be bitching you out every single, because Jesus, if you read the Bible, he's like not like a patient dude. There's a lot of, there's in the Bible, there's Doesn't a lot. like flip some tables and beat that ass at some point? Shit like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like, did I stutter in the Bible? There's a lot of like, they ask him questions and he's like, honestly, again, like you asked me this already. We talked about this. And there's there's also a lot of like, how long do I have to deal with these people? There's a lot of that too. He literally says that shit. And so like, I'm just like, I'm going to take the actual character that I read from the Bible of Jesus. And one person called me out on it. They're like, this is a very Catholic Jesus. I'm like, if by Catholic you mean strict to the Bible, then yeah, this is OG Jesus. This isn't this isn't Paul telling... By the way, the person who invented the whole fucking head cover shit is Paul. The same guy who's telling you that sex is bad and all that other shit. Yeah. But like... Do you think Paul was just an incel? I think, Yeah. I wanted to say he's just a fucking psychopath, but I like it better if he's an incel. He's like, if I can't fuck, then nobody can. It's just not all right to fuck. Unless it's this bitch. She's really good. You know? See, that's what's going to get you in 10 years. Call Paul an incel. Call Paul an incel. That's good. <laughs> when, 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 the lizard people, uh, when the lizard people people win, they're going to be like, dude, he called Paul an incel. And I'm like, uh, but I was saying that when I was a kid, so... <laughs> I've always said Paul was an incel. I mean, probably, right? I actually assumed Paul was getting all the pussy because uh, if you were... First of all, he probably had a bunch of groupies. And uh, if you were going to fuck somebody, uh, you didn't want it to be a sin, so you better fuck Paul if you're going to fuck anybody, you know? He'll forgive you. He'll Come, forgive you. You know, how many Hail Marys is that orgasm worth? Also, women like to know that they kind of like... People sexually like to feel like they tricked somebody into something, men and women. They like that's why women like to date rich dudes. They're like, I was good enough for the rich dude. Well, that's validation. That's not tricking someone. Yeah, but they, I don't know. A, a straight woman told me, we like to be tricked. She said it like that, like speaking for the whole ass group, the way comics do. I don't know if you ever seen comics speaking for the whole, their whole ass gender or whatever. You know, like I saw Patrice O'Neill. He's just like, you know, what no man ever said. My woman's funny as shit. I'm like, my woman's funny as shit. But anyway, like, I'm just like, you're not speaking for me out for my ass. But um, there's no way Melania wasn't a hooker when Trump met her. Oh, you know, 100%. She was 100% a hooker. Because I met those women before. They just like, it's, it's, it's not a hooker. It's a dating pool, but they pay for it. You know, it's like the original seeking arrangements. And they end up, because they end up marrying them. That's what they're looking for a wife. And those, those chicks are looking for a way to never fucking work a day in their life, you know? It's funny because that whole thing, like Kim Kardashian said, she got in trouble with, like, people don't want to work. I'm like, go to Del Taco and go into Del Taco 300 degree kitchen and say, nobody wants to work. But like, I mean, they don't want to be there. No one wants to be in the Del Taco. Yeah, yeah. But you got to do what you got to do to survive. But they're working their motherfucking asses off and they're never going to be Kim Kardashian. So all they just have to do is have a piss poor sex tape with Ray J. Yeah. Well, she was born rich. That's the other part. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a little bit easier, and she only ever dated millionaires. So Ray J really worth that much? I don't know who the fuck Ray J is. The guy she had the sex tape with. Brandy's brother. Brandy, the pop star? Uh-huh. Bam. It doesn't mean he's rich. But the optics are great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piss poor sex tape, but... All the sex tapes are piss poor. That's why they're not porn. This is true. A, I... sex, a sex tape is porn that you don't want to watch. Honestly, I feel like the Paris Hilton one should have been a snuff film, but... Really? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. If a woman answered her phone, just like took a call while I was inside her, I'd be a little offended. I mean, a lot offended. 
I was turned on when like a girl would take a call because I'm like, you don't know that I'm fucking her. I feel like th- I feel like she did it for the same reason. She's like, sorry, hold on. No, she but she was just like, <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't like. <laughs> They actually, there's a porn search for that, like chicks having conversations while they're getting fucked or whatever. Yeah, that shit doesn't turn me on. That doesn't turn me on. It does, because you know what? At, because, um, like, so much sexual activity happened when I was, like, a child. For me, I wasn't allowed to fuck. That part of my porn search is hiding fucking. Like, so people are, like, in a bathroom and someone's head is peeping out or something like that, and they're getting fucked from behind. Or, like, they're on a phone talking about a shopping list or some shit like that. Yeah, but that's different than, like... Having real sex and someone fucking taking a call. Yeah, yeah. I'd be really, really not happy. Like, <laughs> like if it's that important of a call, we can stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just are taking the call and like, no, just keep fucking me. Like, nah, nah. Then don't you want to kind of like, <laughs> you sort of do, but you sort of don't want to fuck her so hard that she like hiccups on the phone call, right? No, I want to come across her phone and try to break it. <laughs> Like, does your warranty cover a load? And that's what I've done during sex when my phone rang. You shot a load on your phone? Wow. Because I was, no, no, no. I threw it against the wall. And then she, like, was visibly turned off. And I'm like, I thought that alpha move would kind of. She's like, I'm not into the violence. She's like, uh, I'm like, I would never hit you, but the fuck the phone. Because it's ringing right now. And leave. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) I clearly misread. (laughs) What is expected for me as a man. <laughs> right, right. What was the thing we were actually talking about? Sex tapes. We were talking about sex tapes. No, no, no. We were talking about something right before that. Rich people. Rich people. Yeah. Uh, the, Kim Kardashian. The, Kardashian's not working. Del Taco. Yeah, I don't know. There was a point that I wanted to come back around. But I'm always I'm always so ready to take the segue because the segue is like often like the interesting part. I mean, this show tends a lot. This is how the show goes. Like as a comic on stage, like I can't, I don't want to avoid a segue because that's where... That's where my brain is finding interesting shit, you know? And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. That's where I'm going. And then there's a lot of laughs there. And I'm like, I really hope I remember what I was talking about when I come. Like when you're first working it out before it becomes an actual thing, you know? Like I really hope I remember what I was coming back to. I don't think anyone in the audience is. They're just like, yeah. You're, yeah, they're just enjoying the show. He's talking, you know? We we believe him or we trust him, whatever. It should be funny. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why like, you know, especially at your level of comedy, it should be an audience that is just there to want to have fun and want to laugh. Yeah. I feel like working – I am completely talking out of my ass as not being a comic. Yeah. But I feel like the big rooms in L.A. at this point, a lot of people are going there just because that's where they are supposed to go when they visit town. Like, I'm supposed to go to the comedy store. They're not necessarily fans of comedy. That makes sense. Yeah. So I, I can imagine that could be a fucking rough room. Just like some fucking tourist from some other part of the fucking country – He's like, oh, I'm supposed to see the comedy store while I'm in L.A. Have you been to Supernova? No. Do you check out live comedy a lot? No, probably yeah. not. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Supernova's a good one. They they used to have a lot of headliners, but now the comedy store is open again, and they go back there. But they were having really huge headliners during the quarantine, kind of toward the end of the quarantine. And a lot of just like kind of, you know, the rich person dead eyes like that. Like they kind of look through you, they don't see you, you know, and they're like they're trying to engage you, but they don't really understand how people work, you know. And those are a lot of the people that would go to Supernova, and you'd kind of see it in their eyes. You're like, "Why are you here for a comedy show?" It's like, I don't know, I just 
Someone told me I'd have fun here, you know? Or there's some fucking work for some agency, like, I'm just scouting our next potential talent. Or maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, not even comedy fans, but someone made them go there. Yeah, they're like, like oh, I'm supposed to scout you just... I'm supposed to scout some of this talent just so if we can maybe book them in something or maybe they'll be a client. And I'm watching I'm watching my idols fucking murder up there, like fucking Nikki Glaser or Anthony Jeselnik or Rory Scoville. And I, and I, I just kind of want to look around and gauge. And I'm just like, those people haven't made a face expression. And the thing is, I don't have face expressions. But when someone's murdering on stage, I lose my shit, you know? As you should, as it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. You're supposed to be there like an audience ready to laugh. Because as... As comedians, we start out in places where people don't want to. Laugh. They're like, "Oh, there's comedians." Here. Like they don't know it's coming. You're kind of ambushing them. They're at some bar show and like, "What do you mean you're turning off the TVs?" Exactly. You know, they're like the fucking playoffs are happening. You have to win them over. It's work. You're training with weights, and then you go to a comedy club where people are there to laugh. It's so easy breezy. And then I'm watching these people, and I'm like, "Oh man, they're lucky they have us here, man. Like we're here to laugh." We're here to watch Anthony Jeselnik, you know? So how do you feel as a comic going to other people's shows? Because I know a lot of comics who just don't want to go to other people's shows. You mean other of, uh, of other my com- contemporaries or yeah. other people that I look up to? Either or. I Anytime I'm going to a show of someone I look up to, I think of it as a class. I'm taking a class. I need to know how this thing looks like when it's fully developed. Uh, anytime I'm going to a contemporary show... I'm supporting. I'm supporting the show. And I'm probably trying to get booked. That's most of the reason why I go to shows, to try to get booked. And sometimes to actually, like, I'm like, yeah, this guy is good and I should really support him. And, you know, they need people in the audience sort of thing, you know. That's pretty much how I feel about that. But, like, I I saw Louis C.K. and the motherfucker, I I know how he feels. He's just a genius. Like, the ideas won't stop coming at him. Louis is fucking hilarious. He is. I, I really wish that, you know, he'd been a little more cautious with his penis. It's pretty fucked up, man. Yeah, those little red pubes. Ugh. It's That's horrifying. Ginger pubes. I dated a redhead once, and I was I, I legit let her know. I'm like, you shave your pubes, right? Because <laughs> I don't know. There's something about ginger pubes. I don't know what it is. Like, there's something about red down there. Like, there's something about red that's attractive up here. But also, like, I've never been a big fan of pubes in the first place. I don't even like my own. You're going to get them lizard off? I used to be a shaver, but my girl likes pubes, so. Got Dorito going on for her? Huh? Got the Dorito going on for her? Nah, I just trim. Because I don't, now I don't like it. Like, now pubes itch me. It's like wearing a wig on my balls. Like, <laughs> it's just uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, I shave, so. Yeah, yeah. I was a shaver for, like, a long time. And then she's just like, you sure you don't want to grow them out? I'm like, really? And that's the whole thing with like comedians talking for speaking for their whole ass gender. Like women are like, guys, we don't want you shaving your pubes. I'm like, well, it wasn't my fucking idea to begin with. You know, I wasn't trying to fucking take a razor to the most sensitive, like sensitive part of my body, and just think of that as like a good idea. Like someone like really had to like spend time and talk me into it. I mean, that was porn. You just saw porn, and people didn't have fucking. Well, she shaved her pubes, and because she saw porn, and I was like, I was like, I am a fan i was like such a fan and like she's just like oh gino goes down on me when i don't have pubes and then she's like you know it'd be great if you didn't have pubes i'm like uh 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 and then she's like let me do it for you i'm all that's an even worse idea yeah no 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 (laughs) i have i have been in love and i will never trust a woman to shave my fucking balls for me it's scary yeah yeah yeah. no there's no fucking way i 
I would trust you with a gun before I would trust you with a razor to my balls. Yeah, neither. You know William Burroughs? The writer. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He accidentally killed his wife. With a razor? Shooting an apple off oh. her head. He shot her in the head. That's why he moved to Mexico. <laughs> why would, like, what kind of party are you at where you're like, yo, baby, hold this apple. I'm a good shot. They were just bored people. That's all. Yeah, I mean, it was the fucking 50s. Well, they were, they were drug addicts and they were bored. Yeah. Their era has nothing to do with it. That was like a... I used to, I had a lot of theories when I was a kid and they ended up being true. And one of those was that people do drugs because they're bored. And it wasn't like a widely known fact. Like people were just like, oh, you're a bad person or shit like that. You know, I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's just like people are bored, you know, especially smarter people. And so that's kind of like a way to disarm smarter people. Keep them bored and then they end up doing drugs and they're kind of like not good for anything anymore. Oh, or they make amazing art. And or they make amazing art. Yeah. Like poor Jim Carrey is fucking insane. He makes really great art. I blend that on Jenny McCarthy's pussy. Did he fuck Jenny McCarthy? They were dating for quite some time. I had no idea. Yeah. Her pussy turned Jim him out. Jim Carrey dated Jenny McCarthy? Uh-huh. The, per- the woman who was in Playboy? Uh-huh. And on MTV? Uh-huh. Whose yeah. vaccines give you autism, yeah. Oh, that's why they're on the same page on that. Yeah, because the pussy's that good. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny McCarthy broke Jim Carrey with that plus. He kind of wasn't all right to begin with. You see his energy on stage, and you know that he's bipolar easily. Easily, yeah. But then you add in Jenny McCarthy's pussy. <laughs> that shit'll drive you insane. It will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Many a man's been lost to it. Yeah, yeah. To Jenny McCarthy's pussy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking the city of El Dorado, like the lost city of gold. The lost pussy. city of gold is Jenny McCarthy's pussy. <laughs> yep. But all it brings is madness. You don't want to actually find it. Men speak of it. But people have lost themselves on the way there. Never even got there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to get me canceled at some point. <laughs> ah, she'll be old by that point. She'll be glad that someone's talking about her pussy. She's old now. I'd still talk about her pussy. Oh, I guess she's got to be in her 50s or something. Yeah, now. I would still hit it. I don't care how crazy she is. I don't care. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The amount of fluids I lost to her Playboy spreads. I mean, Playboy. I've always been a porn man <laughs> myself. I guess I was spoiled. I don't know. I'm old enough that porn was not easily found <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, yeah. That's it's really fucked up imaginations. I remember, I I was like I moved the first time I moved away from my parents' fo- uh, parents' house by fo- from my folks' house. I was poor, so I had a air mattress on the floor. And so even like when I met women, I didn't want to bring them home. You know, <laughs> like but I lived with three gorgeous women, three actresses, and like I just had to like jack off in my room without like any kind of and you know it's funny like when they went out of town i told one of my roommates i'm like i have a confession and she's like you jacked off in my room i'm like no but is that okay (laughs) may i i'm like you say that like you were just really like well i'm gone he's gonna jack off in my room she's like so matter of fact she's like it's not okay but i would understand if you did like you are a good friend i can't stress that enough care to watch but (laughs) But, like, you know, I had the luxury of, like, uh, when you live with your parents, like, you know, when everyone's going grocery shopping or whatever. So you're just like, I have a couple hours, you know, and you're just like in the living room, get full naked, you know. And then when you live with people for the first time, especially, you're just like, I don't want to be in the living room. I don't know when anyone's coming home. I don't know their work schedules and shit like that. I just have to use my imagination. It was really, it was like, I remember it being like a sad point. And for some reason, like, everyone, like, I guess, like, maybe because I'm an existentialist. <laughs> you put out you put out some kind of metaphysical energy, but anytime I was jacking off in my room, people would start calling my name. Gino, I'm like, uh, did that help or on. hurt? They're like, no, it hurt. It's because now I'm trying to rush and also like I'm like they can't find me. I don't know how they don't assume I'm doing this already. They know it a fucking 
I met them advertising what a fucking dirtbag I am. There's no way they don't think I'm just naked, jacking off. I wonder if they were just having a conspiracy in the kitchen. They're like, oh, I bet he's jacking off again. Let's fuck with him. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, uh, just a minute. It's like, okay, well, can I come in? I'm like, no, I said just a minute. Like, uh, and like, why won't you just leave me the fuck alone for like five more minutes? Oh, they knew. They're just fucking with you. Yeah, 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 probably. And the walls are like paper thin. Oh, they do. make sure. They definitely knew. They definitely knew. I don't know, man. I've had sex on that couch multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Mm. With your roommate in the room or whatever? Yeah, or not knowing when he's going to come home. I feel like that's especially different. It's, it's different when you're actually boning because that's that's something you get caught for and you're proud of. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. I just. Uh, yeah, I'm often proud ourselves. of my lows. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Though the other day, I tweeted about this. I you know, woke up, rubbed roll out in the morning, and no less than like a minute or two after I came, my roommate texted me, like, Oh, the building manager and the city inspector just left. Just left what? Here. They were inside. Yeah, they were inside the apartment. So this curtain was up, I guess, so they didn't yeah. see you or whatever? I, w- I was in my room, but oh, yeah, yeah. still, the fact that like... Well, because if there's, if there's nobody, if I don't think there's anybody in the apartment, I'm not going to put my earbuds in. Oh, yeah, no, no, exactly. I was playing full volume porn on my phone. Yeah, yeah. In my room. You're like, that's what you get when you drop in unannounced. Send me something. Send yeah, me a text. It's just like, well, shit. My building manager and the city inspector probably just heard me rubbing one out. I'm sure that's at least the third time they heard that today, you know? Probably. I'm just hoping it gets me a discount on my rent. <laughs> you owe me. <laughs> that's right? audio porn. It's a fucking show. I was thinking of on my podcast, and I don't know how this would I don't know how this would fare for me. I was thinking on my podcast to interview because I still know the first girl I ever dated. And I think she would be down for if her face wasn't on it to end the podcast. With her going down on me. And to make audio porn. I was just thinking like that would be like a cool thing to do audio porn. You could definitely do that. Um, there's something called the Moan app. The Moan app. It's like Clubhouse for adult content. Interesting. I don't even really know Clubhouse. I know that Leah Lamar kind of got big on Clubhouse. She did. Yeah. And she kind of owes her current success too. I mean, Leah's legitimately funny too. She's legit. I've seen her. Yeah. She's yeah, she's funny and she's real comfortable on stage. She's got a good presence. And she's easy on the eyes. And she's also very easy on the eyes. And she definitely knows that because she advertises her gigs and fucking like these really nice tops. Yeah, well, yeah. Leo was also like a full on like pageant model at one point. Oh, was she? Yeah, she was like Miss Virginia or some shit at one point. So this is what's fucked up about me. My mom raised me on musicals. She wanted to make me gay. Like, she would give me the talk, like, once a year. But if you ever find out, if you ever think you're attracted to men, I'm like, you know, I heard you the first time, you know, sort of thing. And, then, like, but she, like, showed me, like, a lot of Barbara Streisand. I just wanted to fuck Barbara Streisand as a kid. Like, I think I was the only person, the only child attra- attracted to Barbara Streisand. Have you tried to DM slide? To Barbara Streisand? <laughs> no, we're not. She's still got to be up there in age. She'd probably appreciate it now, huh? Yeah. But Leah Lamar has, her face is very similar in structure and all that to Barbara Streisand. And that was the first, I'm like, she got Barbara Streisand face. And so I was immediately, attra- <laughs> I just found her immediately attractive. Yeah, Barbara Streisand's 80. She's 80? She's 80. You could definitely DM slide. Is she a young 80? <laughs> you could definitely DM slide at this point. She's like a young 80, you know? I mean, you're going to have to bring lube. Yeah, because she's probably got cotton pussy by now or something yeah. like that. I mean, she's married know? to James Brolin since 1998. Really? James Brolin. Yeah, I wonder if that's Josh Brolin's father. That is Josh, Josh Brolin's Bro- father. Josh Brolin's dad. Yep. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's Josh Brolin's father. So that's Josh Brolin's... I assumed that you were talking about Josh Brolin. No, it's Josh Brolin's father. Because I'm like, I feel like Josh Brolin could do better by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's some Hollywood royalty right there. That is Hollywood fucking royalty. But you, know, you can DM slide. Maybe he'll watch. That's definitely Thanos right there. Yeah, yeah. 
You got Thanos blood. Yeah. Just slide, DM slide. Be like, yo, James can watch. He's 81. He, pro- he probably can't get it up without a blue pill. I'll be like, I wonder if she needs a blue pill. Just some lube. Yeah. And Gino's tongue. <laughs> Fulfill that childhood fantasy. I I would still do it. I would 100%. Do it for the story, even her, if it's horrible. Her or Martha Stewart. Uh, or uh, I had one we were talking about the other day, but I completely forgot. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Oh. Hey, Martha Stewart's also 80 and single. She's 80? She looks good for 80. She's definitely had work done. Go hit it. I mean, she's a criminal. <laughs> you can t- swap jail stories. <laughs> I wonder if she was a torpedo, too. There you go. <laughs> she hangs with Snoop Dogg all the time, so. Does she? Yeah. She's got some hood in her. Have you ever seen her Conan O'Brien interviews? Mm-mm. Like, Conan O'Brien would have her, uh, like, down a 40 on stage or whatever. And she'd totally do it. I'm like, dude, Martha Stewart is a heavy drinker. She will just down a glass of whiskey like nothing. She's like, okay, whatever. What are we drinking? Okay. And she's like, she just knows her audience. She, so she would explain to her audience when he was on her show. She's like, he's a comedian, so he's going to be making some jokes. Sometimes they don't always make sense, you know, but this is what he does for a living. And on his show, she'd just be like, what are we drinking? King Cobra? I don't give a shit. I think you should DM slide. Yeah, yeah. I'll fucking do it, man. Yeah. Barbara Streisand, Martha Stewart, or Leah. I mean, Leah bitched about not getting laid. Oh, that's got to be hearsay. That's that's got to be just. No, no, I, I, that's got to be some material. I think it's just her being hyper choosy. That could be her being hyper choosy. She actually reminds me of a friend I have who's also same same deal. She's very successful, very hot, but also uh, she's secretly very high anxiety. And so, like, as soon as she gets close to getting laid, she'll kind of just like napalm the mission. Leah's a member of the tribe. The high anxiety kind of comes with the territory. True that, true that. The girl I'm talking about is, uh, I believe she's Indian. Yeah, yeah. But very similar attributes. I bet she's got some tribe in her. Or she will. That's not me. Well, Do you think I'm Jewish? No. No. <laughs> but you could be if you want to make it in Hollywood. Okay. It would help, I'm sure. It does. Someone was someone was uh, just like, how many Italian successful comics are there i'm like i try not to pay attention to that kind of shit like three are there i don't even know that there, there's sebastian maniscalco mm-hmm. there's uh de stefano mm-hmm. and then there's uh Denopolis or no that's for that's greek right i think that's it just the two. Oh, and uh santino there you go he's a, he's a he's a ginger he's yeah a, he's a italian ginger i mean it's got to be a thing right apparently yeah, maybe he's Irish Italian. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, well, I mean, they're both Catholic. That happens. Yeah, yeah, they're both Catholic. I feel as close to Irish culture, which I have no ethnic connection with, I believe, to Celtic culture as I do to Italian culture. So, you know, you could just change your last name, pass for a Jew, and <laughs> help your career. I'll just be a bad motherfucker named Gino. So, not Jewish. <laughs> That's my Instagram handle. I know. I yeah, know. yeah, I know. I'm well aware. That's, uh, people would ask me my ethnicity because I'm a little ambiguous. And so I would say motherfucking Gino. Your name's Gino with a super Italian last name, like... Riccardi. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a lot of dumb Americans. It's fine. Yeah, but they're like, do you, speak, do you have family in the old country? They're like, because my parents aren't from Italy, you know, but they are immigrants. Where do they come from? But they're also not Mexican. They're Ecuadorian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So to most of America, Mexican. The what? To most of America, Mexican. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm very disconnected from any culture that isn't American, but I also didn't grow up with American culture. So I'm just disconnected from like kind of every culture, like the Amber Heard shit. Like I really didn't know about that, you know, except that it keeps on getting shoved in my face because I'm on Instagram simply for marketing reasons. As you should be. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. 
American culture is a melting pot. It's how it's supposed to be. Because it's different if you're connected to your parents' culture in some way or another. But I'm not. So I just like to kind of give people... It's like that thing I was telling you before about like context. I don't like people to have any kind of context for who I'm supposed to be or how I'm supposed to be because it's always ticking away from just your your you and the culmination of the lessons that you've learned in life, you know? It's true. It's very true. And hell, it's more important that you, know, you grew up in Southern California than it is where your parents came from. That's actually what I say. I'm a Southern California boy. You put me anywhere else, I'd a fish out of water. I'm a fish out of water. You put me in Texas. You put me in fucking... Except New York. I seem to get along really well in New York. I get along really, really well with East Coasters, and I really hope to live in New York for a couple of years either settle down there or before I settle down, except that it's crazy expensive. Yeah, but if you live here, it's not that crazy expensive. It's about the same. You're a little bit kind of used to it. Yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't so weird. When I went to New York, it wasn't so weird. I just wonder what the fucking rent is, you know? Horrible for a lot less space. Yeah, that's why I understand that the, uh, the apartments are just like ridiculously tiny. Yeah, like my buddy lives in Queens and you can't go into his bedroom without opening the fucking door. Like the door hits the bed. Like it's tiny. That's awful. Yeah. And that's Queens, too. Yeah. It's not It's not like a great part of town or something. Is Queens it was a story. Yet? It wasn't bad. but A story. Is it gentrified? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, that makes but sense. But still, it's like... Because a lot of Brooklyn is gentrified, too, and that used to be kind of hood, too. Yeah, and parts of Brooklyn definitely still are hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't take the hood out of the hood. I mean, like L.A., there's a lot of this... I mean, this spot right here is gentrified, but you got crackheads Oh, no, I have full-on gangbangers that live across the street. Yeah. Actual gang? Mm-hmm. Do you know their name? I do. I'm not going to shout them out on the fucking internet because <laughs> they tag up the whole neighborhood. But like, yeah, yeah. No, they used to chill in front of their apartment, like you know, occasionally, like you know, do hand to hands and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we go south of the ten. It's a whole different story, though. Yeah, but even I don't feel like the hood in L.A. isn't as dangerous as it used to be, and that's not to say that it's not dangerous. But I saw people running at night. And it definitely, like, because the first part of my life, I got brought up in, the, in South L.A. And you, there was no such thing as that. You didn't see people jogging at night. Definitely. Well, you also look at, we brought this up on an episode recently. We looked at the crime statistics for L.A. Yeah. The murder rate, like the violent crime and murder rate from, like, the mid-90s, early 2000s is down by, like, a fucking third. That's really good. You know what's fucked up is bored people who look forward to bad shit. Like the end of the world type of people, but I'm not even talking about that. Like the, uh, there was a comic the other day, and he was one of those like inaccurate, right? He's like, I can't pay attention to the Will Smith slap, you know? And he's like, I can't pay attention to that. I got a day job. I'm like, what do those have to do with each other? And he's just a whole bunch of them. And then the audience is like, ooh, that's real, which it isn't because everyone who's got day jobs, that's what that's you're what they, talking about it. That's what they look at to not think of their lives. That's their smoking weed or whatever it is, you know? And but anyway, so he's he I, he was talking about the crime rate in L.A. He's like, it's gonna be worse than the '80s, and he looked like he had a smile on his face. And I'm like, and I just kind of looked at him like, all right. But I'm just like, you look like you need that in your life. Like you're hoping for that, just something to distract you. I mean, you know, I hate to break you. I'm hoping for it too, just for my rent to go down. <laughs> I don't think it'll bring the rent down. Honestly. Well, if it doesn't bring the rent down, then fuck it. I mean. These are luxury apartments, Matt. I, I, I'm well aware. I, yeah. I've lived here for a minute. Yeah. there's The rent's not going down. It's already pretty bad. I know. I pay it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the neighborhood is already pretty You don't want to walk around here at nighttime, right? Do you? I do all the time. You walk around here at night? Yeah. It's all right? I walk to the bars. You don't worry about it? No. I am also a large dude. You're also a large dude. You're I'm what, also a large six dude. Six two, six four. No, I'm 
fucking barely six. I'm not even six feet. You're not even six feet. No, I think your your girth. Yeah, I'm a, gives you some height. I, I'm a stocky dude. I also don't look like I have any fucking money. <laughs> like, huh? That's a fairly large dude who probably doesn't have shit. Why am I gonna fuck with him? Like, what's the point of fucking with me? Yeah, yeah. So I've dressed nice in L.A. before and had a homeless dude look at me and say, "What's up, big money?" I'm like, I don't have money. I drive a Honda Fit. I'm just taking my girl out for dinner somewhere in slacks. This is how I dress when I go out. So it's like, oh, that guy's not worth the fucking headache. Yeah, yeah. Rules to live by. Like, yeah, yeah. I've gone to fucking shitty places around the world and generally been a-okay. It's also because you're big too, right? I don't want to fuck with that guy. I feel like if I was big but like looked like I had fucking shit of value on me, yeah, someone may take the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, it might be worth it. But do you want to fuck with a big dude who... And possibly get nothing for your fucking trouble. True that, true that. There's also a strange kind of like beneficial racism to it. They only fuck with people who look like them. Oh, no. So my current roommate's black. Yeah. And he's also like, I don't go out on Hollywood Boulevard at night. Yeah. He did not say motherfuckers, but he. I understand. Yeah. And he's like, they'll try to rob me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well. My white ass will happily walk Hollywood Boulevard. That was like, uh, I used to, I. I'm on, almost unable to grow facial hair, except I can grow a mustache. But once that mustache comes in, people start speaking to me in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm like, and I don't. I don't speak Spanish. But like when I was a kid, it was my I don't want to get carded for a PG-13 movie mustache. Right. That's, that's what that was, you know, because it happened one time and I'm like, it'll never happen again. And then I would wander into the wrong side of Santa Ana is kind of like this, the Mexican ghetto in, in, in Orange County. And I would wander and then someone would be like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm not from anywhere. And then they'd kind of like not want to leave it alone, but they're like, ah, oh, he said nowhere. So yeah, he's not, he's not repping shit. Yeah. Yeah. The whole like repping shit, where are you from thing? Yeah. It's kind of wild to me because in elementary school, I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood. I was like one or two white boys in my elementary school graduating class. So we had cops coming in, like coaching the class on what to say. Like if someone asks where you're from and shit like that. Yeah. And like, I spent a good chunk of like my young adolescence expecting that to happen to me at some point. Never happened. Never happened to me. Because you're white. Yeah, because I'm white. But yeah. it's still like, they didn't start like, hey, white kids, you've got to go step in the hall for a little bit. It was, it was like, oh, if someone asks where you're from, like, nowhere. That's a funny thing. And this is a really, I apologize, woke thing to say. But people call um, racist against racism against white people. They call that reverse racism. But reverse racism is actually... When people like that discriminate against each other, like they're just like, you look like me, so go fuck yourself. That's reverse racism. That's like instead, I don't know. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna be racist, be functionally racist. I don't know. Like, <laughs> what's going on in your fucking head, dude? You know, right? But like, yeah, you're you're benefiting from racism at that point because like, don't fuck with him. He's white. Oh, that guy looks like us. Go fuck him up. You know, right? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fuck situational, and I don't know if it's like the mentality of just like oh he looks like us or oh because he looks like us there's going to be no consequences for fucking with him that could be somewhere in there but i actually don't think so because is it one of those things where like as a white dude i don't know is it going to be like oh if i fuck up this white boy on hollywood boulevard it's going to bring fucking attention because all that alpha shit is a mind fuck and that's something like when i was a kid just looking the way i did and getting around town like i was able to get out of some trouble just kind of like non sequitur the conversation. They're like, where are you from? I'm like, 
hey, you look like you do. I was a drug dealer. I'm like, hey, you look like you do drugs. You like meth? They're like, yeah, I like meth. Why? <laughs> you know, let's just derail the conversation. And that's what that is. They need to have a justification in their mind. And that justification is this, per- this person belongs to a rival gang. Right. And so we're going to fuck up that gang and maybe we can have some shit. And again, it's just bored people. They're, they're just literally just bored. And uh, it's two things about human nature that just become, that are supposed to be functional, that become very, uh, what you call deleterious, you know, just fucking deadly. And that's boredom and uh, the need for action instead of inaction and the need to belong to a social group. And both of those things come together in a gang where they're like, they will literally murder a person so that they belong to a group, but they're also bored and just like looking for shit to do. So they really hope some shit jumps off for them. This is why video games are saving lives. This is why video games are saving lives. You know how else video games are saving lives? They're making a whole population of people unfuckable. And so have you noticed the birth rate's kind of like at zero and people are complaining about it, but you're like, why? Why would you complain about that? Don't complain about that. We're overpopulated. There's too many people. Right. I'm planning to have a vasectomy this year. Are you seriously? Mm-hmm. You're going to have a vasectomy? Yep. Damn. So you don't have to worry about that part of it. Damn right. <laughs> Were you a pullout guy? I mean, my pullout game was kind of trash at times. <laughs> I mean, I have definitely finished in some people. My pullout game is pretty on point. Good on you. But also, I don't trust anybody and I wear condoms. I trust that the majority of the people I have sex with don't want to ruin their careers with my child. <laughs> it's on you. It's your professional, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like professional decision to make sure that sperm cannot ruin your life, even if it wanted to. Right. It, exactly. It's like, oh, if you get pregnant, you're not going to be shooting for a while. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, a chick's just like, don't worry, I'm on the pill. I'm like, you want me to come in you? All right. I mean, if you want me to, like, I ain't going to argue. Yeah. This is why I'm getting a vasectomy. I'm just cutting out the middleman. Yeah. But even I've been so paranoid, even when I'm wearing a condom, I still pull out. Just because, like, uh, my my cousin, like, got she said she got pregnant with a condom, but I'm like, I feel like the dude stealthed you or something like that. Or it broke. It could have broke. Like, I've, I didn't I've definitely broken. Condoms. I didn't know that stealthing was a thing. I'm just like, dude, how do people get surprised with pregnant? Like, the really, like, in my head, I'm just like, you don't know that coming inside of bitches equals fucking babies. I definitely, in my youth, had a condom break and finished inside someone unintentionally. Yeah. Now, I've seen it happen, but also the next thing that happened was the chick took a plan B pill. Like, those protocols, you know? This is this is pre-plan B. This is pre-plan B? Yeah. It was like, gotta be 2000. Plan B wasn't around in 2000? At least we didn't know about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Literally. Or may, maybe, it was, uh, maybe it was plan B, but it was much more excruciating at the time or something. Or it might like, have been a script. We were on vacation in Florida. It was an actual forced abortion or something like that. I don't know. We were on vacation I, in Florida. I just remember plan B commercials as far back as I can remember. I don't know. We just uh, formed a relationship for a little while until she wasn't pregnant, and then yeah, stopped. Yeah. yeah, you just made sure she wasn't pregnant. Yeah. That, that's the end of the story. Yeah, it was literally like, oh, and all I know is I should have invested in lube with that girl. I broke at least three condoms with that girl. Yeah. did You You didn't use lube? Didn't know any better at the time. Okay, okay. There's also, like, condoms are supposed to have their own lube. Yeah, well, she, unfortunately, she dries out real quick. Okay. Latex dries her out. Latex dries her out. Yep. Okay. Because, yeah, a lot of women... See, I, I hear this is another thing about inaccurate bits in comedy. I hear a lot of women on stage just like, you can't get a guy to wear a condom. But I'm just like, I've had the opposite problem where women are like, why are you going to wear a condom? You don't trust me. They pull that shit. They're like, you don't trust me. I'm like, I don't know you. I can't, I honestly can't even think of your name right now. Like, we just met. I don't fucking trust you. The other part of it is like, they just don't, I mean, 
I, I just hear them talking about stories like they're like Eddie wore a condom, which I'm not a fan of. They just don't want the because to them, I guess it feels nobody wants a condom. It feels like a dildo, like instead of because the skin on skin is a whole different thing. You know? Yeah, the heat from your dick, like all of it. it. It's like you know, hey, I have this baked potato that's wrapped in aluminum foil. It's warm, it's there, but it ain't the same. Yeah, I can't bite this potato. Nobody wants a fucking condom. But I also don't want all the shit that comes with. I understand that sex is a biohazard, and that's the only. Because right, there's all there's all the moral arguments against sex, which I'm just like that's I, bullshit. That's all bullshit. For, for me, I'm just like, what's your perception of yourself? You know, to think that sex is that bad with you. You know, that's, that's kind of how I feel. Like, how toxic are your relationships? You know, how that you can't respect someone that you fuck. You know, but I understand the biohazard aspect of it. Like, okay, there's shit floating around. You don't know. You don't know where it is. There's there's all types of different. They, did they ever like in high school? They gave you like the long, like a three hundred, like the list of three hundred STDs that are out. Oh there no, no. I did not have willing, unprotected sex until my mid twenties. Really? Yeah, I had sex. I had it a couple times, and I was just like, and I, I just it like occupied my mind for like a long time or whatever. And then one time I had unprotected sex, and my dick was doing weird shit. I went to get a test, and they're like, "There's nothing wrong with you." I'm like, "But I had unprotected sex." And this this can't be just a coincidence. They're like, there's nothing wrong with you. I'm like, am I stressing out to make shit happen to my dick? Yep. Yep. You can do that, I guess, you know? Mind over fucking matter. But yeah, like, besides the multiple condom breaks with the one girlfriend, like, it wasn't until, like, 24, 25 where I, like, had a partner who was like, just fucking put it in me. And I'm like, okay. And then shortly after I came, I'm like, why did I do that? Oh, my God. Like, I, I fucking freaked out. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm old enough where, like, it wasn't abstinence, sex ed, but it was definitely like, you fuck up protected, you're getting AIDS. You're just huh. getting AIDS. Yeah. Just like AIDS. Skip straight to. It's not like chlamydia or something like that. Yeah, just AIDS. Yeah. Full blown. Yeah. AIDS. <laughs> it's just no middle. No middle ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know how hard it is actually for heterosexual males to get AIDS? It's really hard. I still wouldn't want I wouldn't want to fuck with any of it because a lot of people get in warts and shit like that. Well, yeah, I don't I don't want to I don't want to, but yeah, 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 yeah. I've had chlamydia. It's not the end of the world. Uh my girl gave me pink eye in my dick you're dating a comic it's stupid okay she's gonna stab herself in the eye with your dick yeah i'm sorry that your <laughs> dick can fill an eye socket and like doesn't like you know just fits right there i'm sorry man that, that, that's tragic it was funny too because i'm like okay so the doctors don't even want to deal with me because the first first of all i don't know if you know this you probably know this nurses are freaks mm-hmm. they're fucking free i don't know what it is what uh, the common thread is but they're freaks the, the, the girl who you know forced me to have unprotected sex with her was a nurse yeah they're fucking freaks. And, uh, but you go and they, they're just like, oh, you've been having sex, you dirty mother. They kind of treat you, they don't say that, but they're just like, you've been fucking people and you're dirty. You know, the, that's kind of like the energy you get. And I'm like, no, no, I'm really sure that this is pink eye. Like, and I got completely, uh, two opposite takes on it. One of them is bacteria, bacteria does what it wants to do. And the other one was, that's impossible. <laughs> and those are, there's like two people in the same field at the same rank, you know? And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to believe the first person. Bacteria does what it wants to do because that's what happened, you know? And I'm in a monogamous relationship. And so they tested me. They tested me again. Didn't come up with anything at all. And uh, they gave me antibiotics. They're like, ah, oh, we're just going to give you some antibiotics, you know? And then uh, I guess it went away. I'm just like, can I just put the pink eye shit on my dick? They're like, no, something bad can happen. I'm like, I feel like I know enough about biology to like... This is an this is an antibacterial and there's a body in there, you know, fucking and they're like, don't do that. And then and then you know what they told me? They kind of like it was like a UFO secret that they didn't want to discuss. They're like, 
look, they, they, in such technical terms, they're like, you came to us, we treated you, and the illness is no longer there. I'm like, I just want to know what happened. They're like, all I have to say to you, you came to us, we treated you. <laughs> like, And you're good now. I'm like, I just want to hear you say that it was pink eye. <laughs> just tell me it was pink eye. <laughs> tell me I got pink dick. Tell me it's possible to get pink dick. And I had to talk with my girl. I'm like, you can't stab me in the eye with your dick anymore. And she's like, I never do that. I'm like, you just did it. <laughs> you just did it right now. And I was just like, oh, I guess I don't. It's from the anal, obviously. Clearly. Pink, uh, eye. pink eye. Well, yeah. I mean, you get pink eye when someone farts in your eyes. So that's from fecal matter in your eyes. So it's just from your anal. That's possible. My girlfriend's got such a poopy butt that I wear a condom when we're doing anal. And I keep water-based lube just for that reason. Sad state of affairs. Sad state of affairs. I tried to go in her ass when she was on her period without like war- lubing, without warming it up. And I like broke a butt blood vessel in my dick. Well, better your dick than her ass. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, it was an honest statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim, we're actually going to call last call on this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can you hand me my bag? He's got to plug a book. It's called Redfish, Bluefish, Fish, You Fish. And I wrote it. And my fiance did the illustrations. Hey, and Shari has your last name. Are she, you two related? She took it. She last name raped me. Oh, okay. I was about to say, like, are you marrying a cousin? I looked on Facebook one day, and it just said Rachel Riccardi on it. And I'm like, all right. I see you. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, we've been married since we met. Drunk in Vegas. I get it. Drunk in Vegas, baby. That's right. Do you know, where else can they find you? Where can they find the book? Where can they buy it? All that, all, all that fun shit. They actually have to contact me personally. Venmo me the money, and I'll mail it to you. Because it's a lot easier than going through publishing house bullshit. But it's a good book. It's well written. It's well illustrated. And you can buy it from me. It costs $30. Oh, yeah. Bad motherfucker named Gino. M-O-T-H-A-F-U-C-K-A. That's my Instagram handle. Hit you up. If you're in the LA area, see Gino perform. If you want to go down to OC. Yeah. Gino, thank you. And as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer, patreon.com slash Matt Slayer if you want to give me some more money, because I would like that lots, lots. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram, and until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers.